Hello, I am Chuck Landing and welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. I'd like to take a moment during this Memorial Day weekend to thank all the sick and dead people we've made fun of on this show. Without your suffering, we may have had to talk about music. Thank you. Here's the show. Chuck remembers. Do you remember? Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. What are we remembering? All the people we've lost throughout the years. John Lovitz. Aww. He's not dead, is he? He can never die enough. Aww. Let's kill him a few more times. He's fine. They jokingly said he had died at the Oscars. No, at SNL. Oh, SNL. At SNL. Yeah. 40th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. That. The Oscars would never honor John Lovitz. They wouldn't even invite him. Aww. He had that one year when uh, he was in a league of their own that he might have been invited, but I don't think he's probably <laughs> ever been invited again. Not for High School High? You don't think he was invited <laughs> oh for that one? Oh, my God. Do you think John Lovitz thought that he was going to be going, like, ascending the Tom Hanks ladder once that movie yes, came he, out? Yes. You know what? Given his personality, yes, he did. <laughs> and he was probably an asshole and turned down a bunch of decent jobs because yeah. he wanted more money. And that was the end of it for him. That oh, was well. goodbye. John Lovitz. And he doesn't even do like comedies anymore, let alone What does he do? He probably yeah. does just that we don't he's probably he in scary has movie eighteen. He gigs at a Levity Levity Live. But I don't even know what that is. He has his own comedy club in LA. He does? He does? Yeah, John oh. Lovitz Comedy Club. It's in it's in Universal Studios, like on the city walk. Is it a ride? No, Are you like strapped in and John Lovitz just talks to you for like an hour? John <laughs> Lovitz the ride. It stinks. It is this stinks. good? Is this funny? Do you like that joke? You buy a ticket and he comes up. He's like, "That's the ticket." And you're like, "Oh, all right." And he, but that's the whole ride. You just went upside down. How do you feel now? <laughs> but he's worth a fortune. I'm not trying to say like he's like Alex Skolnick, like sitting at home and you know begging for change or anything. No. But Alex Skolnick is not sitting at home and begging for change. <laughs> it's a yeah, show yeah, he's, meme. That's he's out in the meme. streets begging for change. If he's Stop at home, it. who's going to give him change? Yeah. Stop it. He's going to give himself change. We have a great show this week. Rest in peace, Alex Skolnick. We have two guests calling in. Is one of them Alex Skolnick? No. Good, because he... he'd be offended. <laughs> he's buried in B.B. King's grave. Oh, what? So, so where's B.B. King? He's they, in, he's they in there. T- yeah, he, he lost a lot of weight. There's room for one more. That's so romantic. <laughs> Rob, when you die, I'm going to be buried in your grave. Oh, thank you. I'd like to say that uh, John Lovitz has been on Hot in Cleveland. Oh, on several yeah, episodes. that sounds about right. Uh, he's starring in a new film called Killing Hasselhoff. <sighs> a WWE produced film, by the way. Yes. What uh, What was his character's name on Hot in Cleveland? On Hot in Cleveland, his name was Artie slash Opera Guy. Okay, I believe it. Artie, yeah. And he was also... <laughs> He also does a lot of direct-to-video things. Yes, I'm sure. And he was in New Girl as Rabbi Faglin. Uh, I vaguely remember that. I I Faglin remember that. Fagala. (laughs) Uh, Well, there you go. That's the update on John Lovitz, everybody. So as I was saying, we have a great show this week. We have two guests calling in. Perhaps many more. We'll see. We'll see who's listening. You never know. Those are just listeners, though. To the Metal Injection Livecast. But we have a new segment of Beyond the Band. And Beyond the Band is, of course, our segment where we go behind the scenes and talk to people in the music industry about how they got their gig and uh, and, and offer some advice for how you can get a gig in the music business if you're interested. Has anyone been hired yet that listens to Beyond the Band? Do we have any success stories? If, if you have, 
Give us, shout us a holla. Yeah. Hate mail at metalinjection.net or leave us a voicemail on the uh, Metal Injection live Or a comment page. or, you know, a tweet or something. I think we got like a 10% finder's fee if we can hook anybody up with a job, however indirectly it is. So, right? so as I was saying, uh, we have Kelly from Metal Blade Records. She worked her way up. She has a great story and she's one of the A&R folks there now, which means she signs bands to the label. Who she signed? We can talk to her about it. Yeah. Why, why ask Rob when she's yeah. going to be calling? Um, and uh, later on, uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, if you're listening to this on Sunday night. We're doing the show again? We're doing no. two shows this week? No. <sighs> oh. I am going to be a guest on another podcast, the Straight Shoot yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Is that where they shoot straight people? No. <laughs> no. It could be where the straight people shoot They're others. straight shooters, mean they're not, the they're not bullshitting you. That's the, the, the term. Uh, and also the double meaning of shoot related yeah. to wrestling. Where it's it's real. It's not a, a work. The opposite of a shoot is a work, which is are there podcasts the that are a work? It. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, creative podcasts, creative storytelling podcasts, like ours. <clears throat> so I will be on Aubrey Sitterson's podcast, The Straight Shoot, and he's going to call in later today. We're going to talk a little bit of wrestling. Talk about. A bunch of other stuff. Well, you're going to be talking wrestling tomorrow. Let's talk about other stuff with him today. Yeah, he's a metalhead. Otherwise, it'll just be the same thing over and over again. At least we'll have it first either way. So we got to get the downloads. scoop. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should ask him what are his other interests. You know, if he likes to go to the park. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> it's good that we're having this brainstorming session. Yeah. There. <laughs> well, when else are we going to have it? You were too busy <laughs> buying ice cream before you showed up here. That's, That's true. Ice cream's good for you. Got a nice little milkshake. They didn't have smoothies. Got a little Carvel. A little Carvel. Regional uh, ice cream chain here. Yeah, apparently that's only like a New, a New York, maybe tri-state area mm-hmm. chain. People outside of the tri-state I area. I never place. see anyone in the Carvel that's on Fifth Avenue over here. That's like, the one I went to. I used to go there. Really. It's like a Dairy Queen to compare it like, to it's other... It's an ice cream shop. Yeah. It's like a Baskin-Robbins. But it's a... Yeah, it's a chain though. Yeah. Yeah, like well, Baskin-Robbins. Baskin-Robbins, do they have soft serve at Baskin-Robbins? It's primarily a soft it's serve ice place. cream. What the fuck's the difference? It's all what? ice cream. What? What? Bite your cream. tongue. What's the difference between right. soft serve and hard serve? Get out of here. I never... It's ice cream. Soft serve is way better. Yeah. yeah. But it's still ice cream. It's different. No, it's different. It's like cream. Are Coke and Sprite the same? No. Sid, what's the difference between flour and corn tortilla? Yeah, it's all my the same. My wife likes one a lot more. Yeah, they're That's both all. tortillas. Yeah, I agree, yeah. but my wife likes one a lot. That's the difference to me. Okay. Personally, I'm sure your, your wife likes shit. soft serve more than she likes... Bullshit hard serve <laughs> it, ice cream. It's oh. not like Coke and Sprite though, because soft serve has vanilla, right? And so does non soft serve. So the flavors are not different. You might be going too far. There, Texture. Rob. I still like uh, hard ice cream. It's different. Um, speaking soft of soft serve, way better. Speaking yeah. of soft serve, I went to Uh-oh. the park with Bruno today, Uh-oh. and I wasn't paying attention, and Uh-oh. he was grazing. Uh-oh. So he was eating a lot of grass. Yes. And when that happens, he farts a lot. So I'm just warning you guys, <laughs> and I want to apologize in advance. Go go, uh, oh, go uh, put a mic next to his tuchus and see if anything. Uh... <laughs> I do remember uh, previously when I when I like had him for a week or two when you were away or whatever, and he grazed. I re- <laughs> I remember he pooed, and there was just like a, a line oh, of grass. Did you have to pull it out of his butt? <laughs> and the did you light it on I fire? I had to pull it out of his wish? butt. Yeah, because yeah. it was like stuck in his Aww. butt. We're talking about the grass like in the park, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just going to say it didn't get into your stash or anything. Oh, no. No, no, okay, no. Good. Bru- I, I have gotten Bruno high, full uh, disclosure, uh, and he just he gets way too munched against, out. Against his will. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like being I don't high. think Bruno has a will. I think <laughs> really? he's just sort of Sure there. he does. No, you yes, can tell. Does. Yeah, you can tell when he's not into something. Yeah. 
He just Sit the scientist the over here. Him. He goes wherever uh, the wind blows him. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he he makes his chill. own decisions. He likes to blow other people I th- or other dogs. I and he, you know, and I, uh, and I know when he's happy or when he's sad or when he's bored. Like today, he was bored, so I was like, "All right, why don't we go to the park?" Mm-hmm. You didn't invite that. me to the park. Because you're maybe, busy. Maybe I was bored. No, no. Let's take a break. Put sit on a leash yeah. and take him down. To the park. Oh, there was say it that way. There was something in the news the other day about like a Staten Island couple that went to the mall and the guy had the girl on a leash and people. Oh said, yeah, I oh, saw yeah, that. I saw that. About that. And they look exactly how you think they would look. I bet she had really. They're just short like hair. metal or like leather clad, basically. They're probably friends on Twitter with Josh. That's all I'll say. <laughs> they look like that type. Okay. They've got black jorts. <laughs> people like that. Mm. Were they in front of the Hot Topics store at the mall? They probably went in there, maybe looking for a job application. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's clearly, she'll follow orders. Josh I, is, I'd hire her. Josh is very offended. Shot, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> nice. By the way, we have a number to dial, 646-929-1357. Not much metal news this week. Thank God. I know. <laughs> it a pretty slow week, but today there was a story, uh, not necessarily metal, but at a Chevelle show <laughs> Chevelle! On, on Friday. So like Tool, if they were more concise. <laughs> and That's what Chevelle is, released right? the record in the last 10 oh. years. That was their original name, Concise That's Tool. What, what Muse is to Radiohead on a much shittier scale is what Chevelle is to Tool. What's uh, their hit song or something like what? Seeing Red. Yeah, I could S- play it. Sid, you're the king of musical analogies, by Thank the you. way. I uh, I, I, I'm just good at analogies in general. Is that a? T- <laughs> I never really. Uh, I never thought about a Muse as a, a rip of a radio. That's what every yeah. Really? That's yeah. All, yeah. I never heard day one. That's what people or, said. Or Coldplay. If you if you like the no. first Radiohead album, just listen to Muse. Basically, I don't really like. I, I can't say I don't like. I don't like new Muse as much as. Old me. So this is Chevelle Noah. Oh, I remember this song yeah. from like the nineties. Two thousand nine. Well, not it's not. No, not to be early two thousand. Yeah. If that. It's just this video is uploaded in town. But anyway, so a man fell to his death at the show. Is it the lead singer? No. Damn it. A worker. <laughs> oh. Rob- was on the catwalk. Well, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, now? go ahead. A Here's worker was on the catwalk. Was there a su- certain other band on that bill that say, night? Co-headlining with uh, another- a- Stop it! <laughs> Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Uh, man fell to his death. So he fell off the catwalk, which is like uh, you know, basically the catwalk is you know at the ceiling, yeah, just where all the lights are. There's a, there's a pathway Did to he do his little. Uh, Turn on the catwalk. <laughs> he did no turn on the on catwalk. The catwalk. He fell and he landed on two metal rods, which impaled him oh. Ooh, oh. on his chest. How far nice. did he fall? Like from the top of the why, venue. Why is there to a the catwalk yeah. during the show? show? Or before the show started. What do you mean? Why is there a cat at the venue? That's where, like, to fix the lights and whatever. Oh, okay. You're thinking of a runway. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a runway. I no. was thinking like RuPaul's Drag Race or something like no, that. No, a catwalk is just like a very thin walkway. It's that's when like you. It it's when you have a uh, something with a very high roof, and you need to access things up there. There'll be a ladder, and then there'll be a little ring like where you can walk around towards the roof. Right. On the catwalk. This is the catwalk um, you're thinking the about. Catwalk. Yes. Um, okay, but, uh, so so your story um, reminded me. Uh, Rob and I went to see Clutch 
in Central Park this oh, week. Did anybody get impaled? Ugh. Well, I don't know if you were paying. Okay, so Rob and I were very, very high. And I hadn't really been to an outdoor show in a very long time. And I was really excited to be outdoors and stoned and stuff. But, like, it's kind of very intrusive to see everyone, like, to, to be able to, like, see everyone's you faces in the light. You see how ugly the, the people that like the music that you like you're usually you're, you're usually, you're yeah, used usually to going dark. to a show in the dark. So right. you don't have to look at it. Yeah. I, I do. Know, and, I know what you're saying. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, like, armpit hair and stuff Ugh. like that. So there were a group of people in front of us who definitely, like, dropped acid or something. Because okay. all of a sudden, this girl just, like, collapses to the floor. Mm-hmm. And these two guys are just like, oh, man. And they, like, pick her up. And her eyes were, like, rolled to the back of her head. And they yeah. just pick her up. And she had she had no idea what was going on. Lucky. I, I, I just thought it was, like, heat stroke or something. But then I realized it wasn't even that hot. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, no, it, was it wasn't like that hot. It uh, might have been Sid because he always rolls his eyes to the back of his head true. when we do this show, <laughs> yeah. especially when Clutch is discussed. <laughs> Sid doesn't look like Clutch a girl, was though. really fun to I watch bet. live. Oh, yeah, totally. They were, but <laughs> and it was so it was so weird because like all these people just kept looking back. Like there was a guy that was standing near us, and like they just kept looking around. And it's like just look at the damn stage. Well, maybe they were, were looking for wearing? their friends. What were you wearing, Noah? No, it looked great. So that's probably why they were looking. They were probably l- pretending you to were wearing work clothes, okay. but they were looking. Oh no, at you. you were you were pretty cash. Uh, I forgot. I don't Cut know off what I was denim wearing. shorts. Black, oh, black was, jorts. No, you were oh, jeans. No, no, I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing black jeans and I was wearing my black uh, serious thermal shirt. Goth. No thermal shirt. So maybe they weren't looking back at you. I don't know. Yeah, what no, they were. Maybe they're like, wait, is that Rob from Metal Injection? She was suppressing, she was suppressing her fat. I didn't get it right. Oh, well, what we am I, I'm going to wear, that. what, like a corset to a metal show? <laughs> I'm sure she Yes. Yeah. No. Metal. <laughs> no. Metal Aren't there articles online about this, about how women should behave at metal shows yeah. and stuff? Come not on, me. Noah. Have you not read that? Uh, we have a caller. By the way, if you want to dial in 646-929-1357-757, you're on the live cast. Yeah, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to talk about this whole Owen Hart uh, Chevelle connection, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Owen Hart. Uh, I don't think Owen Hart was related to the Chevelle connection, but for those of you who aren't wrestling fans, Owen Hart was a wrestler who fell to his death yes. in a very similar situation, right. except he was being propelled from the catwalk mm-hmm. uh, to kind of simulate flying, and his, then his his character was to be a superhero. Yeah. Do then, we remember what town that happened in? In like Kansas City, Missouri, uh, I Czech, think it was Czech Republic, Czech Republic, uh, close to Virginia, uh, and so yeah, so he died in a similar way. So yeah, what do you think the he connection was, is, Brian? He wasn't impaled though. Well, the yeah. connection is this weekend was the anniversary of his death. Oh, oh. and oh. it happened I saw, this weekend. I saw the Iron Sheik uh, Instagram his tribute to Owen Hart. What was it? What did he say? Just it was just nice. Right? Yeah, he was nice. It was in Kansas City, Missouri. By the way, I was correct. <laughs> he said it. I respect I said it. Owen Hart. I said it. Not, he is the real. He's art. not the jabroni. <laughs> That's interesting. I never even put that together. That's a very good point. He, Owen Hart died May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. So would it sixteen be fair years to, ago yesterday. Would it be fair to consider Owen Hart the original baby Daniel? Yeah. Chris Benoit didn't kill uh, Owen Hart. He's a a younger family member who died before his time. Owen Hart, you should never have fallen down from there. Chris Benoit, you should jump off the fucking catwalk because you're a piece of shit. You're a no good motherfucker. Why don't you kill yourself on the fucking catwalk before the Owen Hart fall down? 
bullshit. We need the Iron Sheik to cut a promo on gravity. <laughs> <laughs> gravity, you're no good, motherfucker. How many people you kill? You kill it their own heart. You fucking kill this guy in the Chevelle show. And you killing the Hulk Hogan tits. His gravity tits falling down. Fuck you, gravity. You're no good, motherfucker. So did this, did this guy fall during the show? Yeah, the 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 Chevelle. It was mid set for Chevelle, oh. and they had to stop oh. it. And the show ended <laughs> early. He didn't land did on the, people. Yeah, like, like did the blood no, get on anyone? Was no, there guts all over? Uh, I'm not sure. The, the details are very good. That's all that that was reported. Can we call up the venue right now and get some deets? I don't feel comfortable. Rob, you bro. should. Well, the question you should, is, you, oh, did ahead. he see the red when he fell? It's mm, a good question. Well, everyone else did. He probably yeah, blacked he didn't, out before he's that done. happened. You should uh, do some journalistic digging, and maybe they, Chevelle just found somebody that wanted to kill himself anyway, and they threw him up there. No, come on. Had him, had him jump off. They could have at least live-streamed it then. Who at a Chevelle show isn't at least contemplating suicide, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's in play for everyone who wants to <laughs> <laughs> see it fits, Rob. Yeah, there might be a running thing through the whole tour. Show up and see a guy kill himself. <laughs> Even if we don't plan it, it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, a, I'm amazed that in this day and age, Chevelle can p- play in a venue with a roof. <laughs> Good for them. And they That's can afford lights power. and yeah. a, like a light tech or something. But they're not at a car dealership opening it. <laughs> something that's that same podunk stage that Chris Jericho was on that he was complaining about when he called into us in the middle of Pennsylvania. Good point. Yeah, I really knew the sin pain below. What was that? You sound like you're in an echo chamber. I don't know. I keep getting an echo, but I said the guy really knew how to send the pain below. Oh, man. Oh, you're full of the Chevelle puns, Are you, are you on the Chevelle uh, discography page on Wikipedia <laughs> right now? Because I don't no, know. I don't believe that, anyone knows. I know a few of their songs. I don't believe anyone knows that many Chevelle songs. You're up to two now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. If you name one more, that's uh, catwalk territory, so be careful. Yeah, right. <laughs> have to climb up there. <laughs> no, well, he probably go. runs their street team. <laughs> the team of people that land on the street when they jump off of something. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only band that has a street team that has to go around clean the street of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dudes with brooms. <laughs> to the family of the fallen victim, we have our thoughts are with you. Yeah. Yes. What's his name? Uh, his name is... He was an employee of the place, clearly. He wasn't yeah. like a concert goer. Kyle Kirchhoff. Oh. Rest in peace, Kyle Kirchhoff. I don't know that I've ever met a Kyle that I liked, so... Oh. What? I don't know. How does that even... Uh... Ha- Do you know Damn. Kyle's? I don't know any yeah, Kyle's. Yeah, I know a I Kyle. Think. He's a nice guy. I know a Kaya. <laughs> we, we all know a Kaya. <laughs> Daryl Kyle. Is it Kaya or Kia? It's Kaya. Kaya. Kia is the car. Yeah. Kaya is the star. No, it's Kaya. There wouldn't be an H if it was Kia. I have a friend who goes by Kia. Yeah. And she doesn't have an H in her name. And Brian, I mean, you do you do those uh, monster metal covers or, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. What's the what's the name of your channel? Massive, massive, massive. Metal that's what it is. Massive metal covers. You've done like Michael Jackson or whatever. I think it's time to do a Kaya one. Oh my god! You know that? I think it may be time, man. But you know, I've got to get some dancers in the video. Mm-hmm. Rob volunteers. So, uh, if any any dancers are listening and want to be in Brian Storm's 
metal cover of my neck, my back. Rob, Ryan, what's your email? Yeah, I mean, Rob, is is your ass still swollen? Uh, my, I can I can twerk with the best of them. I'll do it. Blake wow. from Big Destroyer. He's in. <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to have you dance. You will see my and all of them. <laughs> You'll see my six foot five frame twerk like it's never twerked before. I got a six foot five. Yeah, he's a giant. Oh my god! Wow, it's true. I drank a lot I'm of milk as a child. You're miring it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta learn to do the uh, the upside down. Twerk, yeah, I was gonna though. ask if you know oh, how to do that one. You'll break your neck. Don't do that. <laughs> Should do what that about Bray on Wyatt? my back though? Motherfucker. You're like up there with Kevin Nash, man. No, Kevin Nash is like seven feet. I I oh, thought about like I? if I was a wrestler, I would be like normal height. For, or at this point, I'd be a little taller than than average. If you're a basketball player, you'd be like a shooting guard. Yeah, exactly, or like a small forward. So it's in the, well, the in the realm of like above average tall people. I'm I'm an average tall person. You're the world's shortest giant. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my my wrestling. The world's shortest giant since, since the world's tallest midget. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, they oversell those guys, anyways. They list like CM Punk is like two hundred and twenty-five pounds or something, and he's definitely one eighty. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> is there? There's probably a, you, a, a website where they have like everybody, every wrestler's measurements. Yeah, oh, but not for yeah. Kevin. I think Kevin Ash played basketball, so like you baseball. Could look up, I thought no, 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 no basketball. I uh, he was, wasn't I, he like a minor league baseball player? He was. He tore a quad. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, he played yeah, basketball in Europe for sure. A lot of that. In Germany, I think. really? Yeah. But he's not. And, and what's so funny was that like the main critique about him was like he had potential, but he was too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Story of his life. <laughs> There was a basketball player at Sirius, and he just looked like Stretch Armstrong. It just like his limbs it? looked so weird. It was a white guy. Okay. But it and it's I just like I felt so bad for him because like him standing next to like you know regular people. He's probably rich and, like, though, chicks so you shouldn't stuff. feel. Chicks like that because his dick is probably really big. Chicks so and but it, it probably doesn't work though. <laughs> what is it? Why not? It's probably like <laughs> like too big. What is it? What do you not watch porn? What do you mean? Of course, I watch porn. He loses so then, eyesight. <laughs> how does it? Not, why wouldn't it work? Because usually, when men like when men have really really large cocks, like they don't get super hard. They can't. There's not enough it's blood. Like one or the other. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The silence or erection. The silence of all the men on the show right now <laughs> says volumes about uh, what we what we've got going on. We I, mean, I don't have a, I don't have an extra large cock. I have I have no shame in admitting that. I, I mean, like those like seven but, foot tall guys. Yeah, no, I, I I understand what you're saying. It's just there's only so much blood in the body to go. To the, but their yeah. body's yeah. bigger and their heart's probably <laughs> bigger, so there's probably more blood. No, and um, I was reading about um, like a guy who had like an extremely large dick, and he was saying, <laughs> <laughs> "What book is and this?" He, in? No, it wasn't a book. It was she like has an the article. RSS feed to that. Yeah, yeah. let her finish. <laughs> so, so and he was like, saying that like even though his dick like hangs down to his knee he can't he can't get it super hard uh-huh. maybe it's so the it's lady's fault pointless the girl uh, doesn't fucking matter though she'll just fucking jump on top of it even if it's not she, totally yeah she, hard. it could be it could be like uh, flaccid <laughs> and she'll still have a good time yeah. but uh it's in her no, throat she won't. I, I just i just uh <laughs> you can't you can't do much with a flaccid penis i don't know that's a drop what you're you're screwing so kevin ash is six nine yeah. uh 
the Rock is, is the sexiest. The, same, the Rock is the same height. And his cock is six eight. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Noah, you prefer to have a medium sized, very hard cock over a large cock? Flaccid. Yes. All right. Yes. Just for the record. As long as it, I mean, it doesn't have to be like super big, right? No, like it just you got to work it. You got to work it. You got to yeah. work it. All you listeners out there with medium sized cocks, you have a chance. With Pop Noah. your penis like this. <laughs> as long as, as you, as long as you can maintain an erection. Everybody dick pick Noah like this. No. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, thank you. That was a joke. Come Post on. it in the chat. If Noah no. doesn't look at it, Rob will. I don't want to solicit that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll filter. So, like, yeah. oh, Noah, you want to take a look yeah. at this one? This one's all you. <laughs> you open, create two folders on your desktop, Rob. <laughs> Wait, one someone in the chat one. named Totally Not Rob just put a dick pic in there for Noah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. Uh, we have a caller. We Sounds are, good. Our All next right. segment. Thanks Bye, for calling in. That was Brian Storm. Good job. For Metal Sucks. Son of Lance. Uh, all right, let's do our Beyond the Band segment. Mm-hmm. Right now on the line, we have Kelly from Metal Blade Records. Kelly, are you there? I sure am. How's it going, guys? Great, hey, Kelly. Hello. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your Sunday to hang out with us here on the Metal Injection Livecast for Beyond the Band. This is Rob, of course, and I'm here with Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And Darren. Hello. That's me. Hi. What's happening, guys? Thanks no. for having me on, by the way. No problem. Now, Kelly, I was going to say your full name, but I realize I've never <laughs> uh, said your last name out loud. <laughs> And so I don't want to. All right. Well, I got to hear you try it. All right. I'll try it. <laughs> now, I now see. I don't know if I go the uh, uh, Latin route. It would be Kelly Malaya <laughs> or Kelly Malella. <laughs> so I don't know. Malella. Malella. All right. So Kelly Malella from the Metal Italian route. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I like the Malaya. <laughs> it comes with a pasta dish. <laughs> mm. Uh, now, Kelly, I wanted to have you on Beyond the Band. We we have people who work in the industry on Beyond the Band to kind of talk about how they got to where they are and offer some advice to other people who love heavy metal, might not have uh, any desire to start a band, but want to get involved in how they could get involved. And you have a great story because you worked your way up to an A&R position. Like, what is your official title right now at Metal Blade Records? Uh, I am A&R, and I'm also VP of marketing. Yeah, so... A so vice- I deal marketing and advertising still a little bit as well. Yeah, I'm a metal label, so I wear multiple hats, but yes. I'm right, now yeah. officially an A&R rep. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that's great. And really, you've been doing A&R now for like at least the last decade, like unofficially, right? Like even if it wasn't Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I started at Metal Blade when I was 21, so it's going on 14 years now. And... I came on as an assistant to the publicist. And as soon as I started, they, you know, they had the demo bin because obviously that's how we were still getting all of our demos. And it was just getting out of control. And Bill Matoyer was still working for the label a little bit at the time. And he would come and pick up demos from time to time. But he started to get so busy with his studio work that uh, they asked me to step in and just start taking boxes of demos home and checking stuff out. So it actually started pretty much... You know, within the first year of me being at the company, at least just checking out bands in the bin and scouting bands, you know, that come through locally and 
so it's it's been going on for a while. You know, I remember finding uh, well, Jim Mills found cattle decapitation, um, but it's one of those bands that I always went and saw locally, so it was really killer. That was like one of the first bands where I was like, oh shit, like this is one of my grind bands. This is one of bands from my scene. Like this is awesome. You know. Um, Kelly, when you start there, like we found Black Dolly and Asley dying in the demo bin, like within a week of each other. Go figure. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kelly, when you started with Metal Blade, did you kind of have um, like a vision of where you eventually wanted to end up? Or was it kind of like a path that you created for yourself, just learning the business from your colleagues and mentors? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, when I first started, I wanted to be in publicity. Um one of my roommates, uh, right after high school, Quillen Arkenstone, his aunt is actually Heidi Robinson, uh, Fitzgerald. So I would chat with her and I was like, well, God, you know, I don't really know that much about the business, but I love helping bands. I had like a little zine that my friend and I did. And it was more like a, almost like onion style where it was very tongue in cheek, but we had like a music section that we were actually serious. We'd always cover local shows and review local bands. And I was like, I love doing that. I really want to help bands out. I was like, what should I do? And she's like, well, you should get into publicity. So she hooked me up with uh, Mitch Snyder over at MSO and I ended up becoming uh, his assistant's intern. So that's kind of where I got my foot in the door. And I did publicity for a long, long time. I mean, I just officially kind of shed all of my publicity duties maybe about like two and a half years ago. Wow. Um, and at that point, like, I feel like, God, you know, like I've, I've accomplished so much. I've gotten all these covers, every cover I wanted to get for one of my bands. I've managed to get like, I just, I hate to say I was getting bored with it, but like, I just felt like I wasn't really challenged anymore, you know? And at that point, uh, Brian Slagle had approached me about stepping up and actually taking a more active role in A&R. And I was like, absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, I am ready for this. Like, I know how challenging it is. So, um, so what is it? It's an not a- just being able to find bands. It's like the whole process. So like, can you talk a little bit and writing a contract? Can you talk a little bit about um, what you do as an A&R person? Uh, well, basically, I go through, we now get a lot of our stuff uh, via email. So still get some physical demos, but I'm... I'm the master of the Metal Blade A&R email account. So I go through there, you know, once or twice a week, and I just listen to all the demos, um, get back to kids. Hmm. A lot of stuff I get also is from managers. uh, Some of our bands, you know, they tell me to check bands out. Some of even our former bands, you know, like Eric Rutan from Hate Eternal just hit me up a band that he wants me to check out, you know. So it's like people are always reaching out and like, hey, check this out and passing along tracks. So... And do you have like uh, pretty a, much it kind of starts with there in terms of discovering something that kind of catches my attention and then I share it with my worldwide a and r team to get a vibe from everybody i I imagine you get hundreds if not thousands of demos a week uh, just based on the amount of music we get at metal injection it must be insane How, like do you have like yeah, a it's gross like i <laughs> <laughs> so like I look at that account and I'm just like Oh my god! Am I ever going to be able to get this thing? Yeah. Out? So how do you how do you like like filter like three thousand emails right now? Yeah. Oh like like do you kind of give it like thirty seconds and and if you're like, oh, this isn't gri- catching me, I'm going to move on. Like, is there a cutoff point where you're like, all right, this is just you not know, good? No, I mean I I treat it like how even when we used to listen to physical demos, you know, we'll listen to the first song and sometimes you're just like, oh. 
wow, rough, you know, but you know, you want to give a band a chance because you know, so I like to at least listen to two to three full tracks from a band, at least give them a chance. If they're going to take the time to record something and send it to us, I feel like I need to take the time to sit down and at least check out three tracks. Now, if your first three tracks aren't that great, well, shame on you. Always put your best tracks up front. (laughs) (laughs) But I really do. I like to try to listen as much. Um, Unless something's just, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're, we're on lists. So people just buy these lists where it's like hit up all these A&R people. And it's like, did you even realize you emailed Metal Blade Records? Like I get like pop stuff and country stuff and oh rap stuff. So when that comes <sighs> up, like I immediately, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, hey, sorry, barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the same thing. Like we get press releases for like these hip hop events or whatever. And it's like, wow, I, there's nothing here for like, why, who did you buy my name from? It's the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you will kind of feel bad for these people. Like, you spent money on this? I mean, in this day and age, all you have to do, like, A&R info's got to be up on everybody's websites at this point. Like, don't give anybody money. Just get on your computer and look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So as you, um, uh, I guess, climbed your way, you know, to to your current position has anyone imparted any um advice that you still hold on to today like for example from like brian slagle who's been around you know like he was the one who discovered slayer pretty much like he was one of the guys who who started the scene has he imparted any you know advice or were you know um guidance that you still hold on to today yeah, both Brian and especially Mike Faley. Um, I work very closely with Mike Faley, who's our president, and been at the company for um, basically. <laughs> they tell me you never stop learning, mm. and it's probably some of the best advice I've ever gotten. It's just basically, don't ever think that you know everything because you don't. And as soon as you feel like you're sitting there and you got this attitude, like, "Well, I know this, and I don't need to listen to you." It's, that's, I feel like, when you start to make mistakes. I'm not saying you got to listen to what everybody tells you and do it, but, you know, you got to have an open mind. you got to be able to still learn and grow because, you know, even Mike says, he's like, I'm still learning things in this business every day, you know, and especially for what we do, things are constantly changing. you got to be able to change, too. you got to be able to keep up with scenes. you got to be able to hear potentially what the next scene is going to be. So you also don't want to... You don't want to shut things down just because it might not be what's a huge hot hit right now. And that's you know, another the last thing, thing yeah. I want is 20 different white chapels on the label because we've got white chapel. You know, I don't need 20 other bands that sound like that just because white chapel successful or just because black dolly is successful. I don't need 20 bands that sound like black dolly. Have you ever uh, listened to a band and were like, okay, this is not for me, but I recognize that there is an audience for this. And this band does this style of music well, so I will pursue this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like what's really helped me with that is just even my time working in press. You know, because you're not personally going to be a fan of every single band on your label. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be able to recognize the talent and the musicianship and just how amazing these bands are. And you've got to know, like, okay, this is what... X site and X magazine are going to be into. So I'm going to pitch it to them. Like, I'm not going to take something, you know, that's totally death metal and be like, hey, Alternative Crush, you should do this. It's like, that's not their scene, you know, and vice versa. I wouldn't take something that's more 
poppy kind of metal and take it to like a decibel because Albert would just fucking laugh. You know? And it, it's really just kind of even the same with music. You know, there's some bands where I'm like, yeah, not my cup of tea, but this is a great band and I feel like this could do really well for, say, our European office, where obviously styles in the U.S. and styles in Europe, the different things are bigger in different territories. So, yeah, absolutely. you you got to be able to hear the talent and pick up on that and be like, okay, yeah, not my thing, but this is, this is awesome. Uh, Noah's favorite metal blade band has to be Falconer. So she can totally relate to that last statement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Falconer. (laughs) I wanted to ask, (laughs) I wanted to ask a bit on the press side, you know, uh, nowadays I feel like there's a lot of people who are doing, there's a lot of outlets for, for labels to get their band on press, some a little more high quality than others. You know, basically anybody with a camera now or even like a camera phone has a YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, do you have any advice for like people starting out trying to get into the, the, the press uh, side of things on how to deal with both bands and with publicists? Because I'm sure you've seen all the, the faux pas that the, these kids coming out of college oh, do. Yeah. So what are some of your biggest pet peeves that people should avoid doing when trying to set up press? Uh, this goes for both press and A&R. Don't be a punisher, you know. Oh, huge. Sometimes I'll get people who hit me up, like, as soon as they see a press release for a tour, and let's say this tour will literally be starting in two and a half months, and they immediately reach out. And it's like, you know, I, I get upwards of, like, maybe between 100 and 300 legitimate emails a day, just starting off in the day when I come on and turn on my computer. You want to send a request that far in advance, that's fine. You know, but realize that I have to get to things based off what I'm dealing with and what's time sensitive. So, you know, it's fine to send something really early, but don't expect a reply right away. Expect a reply anywhere from two weeks maybe three weeks, maybe a week before a show, because that's when publicists are tackling that stuff. Right. You know, we're all, we're all doing so many different things. Um, it's just, it's, there's only so many hours in the day. So yeah, yeah, punishers, man, it's just brutal. And when you're a punisher and you just keep emailing and keep emailing, oh, I just want to make sure you got this. It's like, yeah, I fucking got it. And I will get back to you, you know, and sometimes they're like, okay, cool. And then like maybe a couple weeks later, they'll be like, just want to make sure. And I'm like, oh, dear. You should <laughs> teach him a lesson by just saying, hell no. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, honestly, like if you're going to be that brutal, I'm just going to not take your emails That's anymore. That's right. Because there are five million people out there all doing the same thing or at least all trying to do the same thing. Uh so the best way to get your foot in the door is be respectful. That's Understand right. that we are not robots. Uh, you know, we have lives, and sometimes we need to actually have a weekend and not be on our computers 24-7. <laughs> we will get back to you as soon as we can, you know. It's, Does, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it can be pretty interesting. Because uh, you don't want to be a dick. The last thing, you know. You understand, people are yeah. excited, they want to cover your band, which is really awesome, but at the same time, they just really got to understand, you know, sometimes you're just working by yourself, and you're doing as much as you can, but you might have 20 other shows literally going on around the same time, not to mention all your albums that you're taking care of. So, you know, Publix constantly has five million things going on, and it's really just about kind of showing respect. If 
like anything in life. You want to get respect, you got to show respect. Does um, Does Metal Blade have an internship program? You know, we used to have one. Um, we just, in our new office, we really haven't had the space for it. Mm. Uh, we've kind of talked about bringing it back in. Internships, uh, I used to run them at the company, um, and then I'd have my assistants take over for me. <laughs> that in itself is a lot of work, like, because you're training people who are coming in and out pretty quickly. Um, yeah, but some... And unfortunately, I hate to say it, you know, like 80% of interns, they just, they make your life more miserable than it should be. Yeah, I've had those. Do I really want to take this kid in who just wants to come here because they think it's cool and it's going to be a party or free shows or free music or God knows, you know, but it's like, no, this is actually an office and we actually have work to do. Like, Kelly, I had Sometimes it it just... (laughs) I had an intern who um, I asked him to burn um, CDs for me, like a very simple task, and he... Um, to to burn them and then print a label. He printed the label on the like information side, and he like ruined a bunch of my originals and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely had a lot of fun stories like that. One of my favorites was I had a kid from USC, so awesome college, and I'm thinking killer. This mm-hmm. is going to be a smart kid. This should be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, interns do a lot of mindless tasks. And, you know, once we see that they can handle those tasks, because as mindless as they might be, they're still very important. You know, these are still things that need to get done, like making press kits and copying different magazines that we get in and putting them into those bands press kits. And, you know, we're sometimes be like, oh, shit, we got a band that needs to get their visas sorted out. We need X, Y, and Z press. I need you to get copies of that, blah, blah, blah. This kid was fucking up photocopies. I couldn't believe it. Like, he literally had a finished press kit where all he had to do was make, like, five different copies of it for me and keep it in order. And he completely messed it up. And then he was sitting there bitching to me about it, like, when do I get to do something cool? And I'm like, uh, well, never, because you can't even make (laughs) photocopies without creating a nightmare, which now I have to stop everything I'm doing, so I have to... I hate to say it, but I'm a VP now. I'm a VP of publicity, and I have to stop everything I'm in the middle of to fix your photocopies. Like, it's like I'm sorry, dude. I just you don't need to come in here anymore. And I actually yeah. I let him go because nice. <laughs> at that point it's like you're just wasting my time. Should and throw him off a catwalk. We're really busy, and that's why it's interns are supposed to be a help, you know, and help you with these tasks that again might not seem that important but they absolutely are you know? yeah and they I think... need to be done right now if you can't follow simple instructions what makes you think i'm going to trust you with something more important you know yeah. so yeah no unfortunately no interns right now um so i would like to get it started again but the space thing is always a problem so so we have a lot of young listeners, you know, let's say somebody's out of college right now and they want to get involved in heavy metal what kind of advice would you offer this person if they want to get a gig at a label or, or something like that? How they, how should they go about it? Uh, you know, I always tell people uh, interning is the best way to start. Uh, it's a great way to get your foot in the door. It's a great way to show what you can do and what you can provide for that company. And even if it doesn't work out, if you do a killer job for them, that's a great reference to put on your resume. 
And that's going to go further than just having a degree. You know, that might even go further than having a degree, honestly, because if I'm interviewing people and I'm like, oh, well, this kid interned, you know, at relapse for six, seven months and I got a great recommendation from Bob, well, killer, I'm probably going to look at that person over someone else who just has, you know, their bachelor's because... In what we do, it's really about hands-on experience. There's no real, I mean, I know there's classes on the music industry, but you're not really truly going to learn it until you get involved in it. And I also tell kids who are in college, because I get, you know, I've gotten a lot of people like interviewing me for like their papers and stuff for college who have wanted to get into the music industry. And, you know, I always ask them like, well, what classes are you taking? What is, what's your minor? You know, what's your major? And I hear a lot of people like, oh, photography is my minor. I'm like, drop it. Like, photography is awesome and everything, but don't spend your money on that. If anything, get a minor in psychology because people in this business are fucking crazy. So true. Honestly, got to learn how to work so with true. so many personalities. <laughs> so true. So, yeah, I mean, and I took a ton of psychology classes in college just because I found it interesting. Uh, and it's helped me out a ton. Like, it it kind of shows you how to be able to deal with these different personality topic types. And there's a ton of them in this business. Yep. And you got to be able to work with everybody. You got to be able to work with people you hate. You got to be able to work with your friends. You might have to scream at at some point, <laughs> you know, like it can be, you know, it can be a little daunting. So yeah, I say drop that photography. I always say like with the music business, it's, it's more about how easy you are to get along with than necessarily what you know how to do. So like, all about can, networking. Yeah. Like, but, but also you have yeah. to be a, a person that's easy to work with because if, if you're just difficult and if you're always asking for things, no one's going to recommend you to other people. And that's all it, oh, it yeah, really is. Absolutely. And so, it, yeah, I mean, and, it's even the same, like, I'm sure you, you know, being someone who's impressed, and I know being on the, the publicity side and also the A&R side, you've got to be approachable. You've got to be, you've got to be somebody that people want to work with. You've got to be able to stand up and put your foot down on certain things. But, you know, like you said, people aren't going to want to come to you if you're just, like, constantly nagging or this or that. You know, people are just, there's not enough time in the day. You yeah. know, not enough time in the day for Punishers. So people will <laughs> gladly work with someone else over a Punisher, even if that yeah. Punisher might actually be a better writer, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just be chill. So the That's takeaway is old. don't be a Punisher. <laughs> yeah, Rob, stop yelling at all of us all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> what if I'm... you're a Punisher who's a really bad writer and your website is really outdated? <laughs> <laughs> like one of those fun, like, old GeoCities websites? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's no chance at oh, all, Oh, yeah, right? I get those a lot. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, like, I've done so much research. And here's the thing. Like, I understand, uh, and this is for bands, this is for websites. Everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. And I have no problem working with smaller bands, smaller websites, whatever. You know, we all got to start somewhere. But it's just really how you handle yourself and how things look. So, like, let's say somebody hits me up and they've got a website that doesn't even register on Alexa. But I'm checking it out. I'm like, wow, you know, there's some really good writing on this site, which honestly is kind of hard to come by these days. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is one of those reasons that we usually <laughs> hire out writers to write bios because so many people just copy and paste our bios and our press releases. Right. You know, they, it's like people aren't even really writing anymore. Um, so I might find, have two sites hit me up. Let's say one's got pretty okay-ish numbers and the other one's just god-awful numbers. But again, 
the quality is there, I'll shut down the other site and I'll work with the one where the quality is there because I want to see that develop and I want to see that site get big. Uh, because we need more sites like that, you know? Yeah. And I could say even like 10 years ago when Metal Injection, 11 years ago when we were first starting, Metal Blade was absolutely one of the uh, first labels that, that gave us a shot and, and worked with us and set up stuff with bands and when we were like nothing. And so uh, I definitely appreciated yeah. it. So Yeah, I, I remember it. like when you guys in Metal Sucks were like first both, you know, start at different times, but like it's, yeah. it's crazy and you guys both come so far like and i love it because that was one of those things where i just was i literally every once in a while it's like okay i got a little bit of downtime i'm just going to search and see what new metal sites are popping up and that's how i came across metal sucks and i was just laughing because first i was like okay cool pantera ish logo so i'm i'm doing that (laughs) (laughs) reading the site and it was funny it was very tongue-in-cheek and i enjoyed it so i reached out to them you know been working with them ever since and it's just so crazy to see it go from it was just so small at that point now it's like one of the biggest metal sites you know it's, just, yeah. it's awesome cool and and definitely uh, it was with your help for sure uh kelly <laughs> thank you so much for uh hanging out hanging out with us and uh, giving us some insight Teaching i, I us can the say firsthand you are one of my favorite people to work with in the music business and i'm not yeah, just saying that because you called in are you releasing a rankings later on this week of no these are unofficial rankings <laughs> top five top ten thirty <laughs> she's definitely in the top five easy oh, oh, wow. easy nice. <laughs> uh, nice. well thank you very much sir and you are as well i've got i love new york like it's one of those places where it's like i used to be out there so much like I miss, I need to get back out there more. Just so many good people and good friends. And every time you go to a metal show, it's just such a blast. Like it's a big family out. I love it. Yeah, it's true. Everyone's hanging out at the shows. All right, Kelly, we're going to let you go. We got it. We got to keep the show rolling, but thank you so much for uh, <laughs> taking some time out of your uh, Sunday night and talking to us and, yeah, no and let's hope the Punishers keep it to a minimum with you from the future. Maybe they've learned something. Yes, from this. please. <laughs> yes, no punishing. I will get you those emails. I promise. Don't send it ten more times for the love of God. There we go. <laughs> Kelly Malella from Metal Blade Records. I did it. All right, <laughs> Nailed it. you Nailed did it. it. All right, have a good one, Kelly. Awesome chatting with you guys. Thank you so have much. Have a rad Memorial weekend. Thank you, you, too. you too. Bye. Later, guys. All right. That was Kelly from Metal Blade. Wonderful person. Yeah, she had a lot yes. of nice things to say about Metal Sucks. That's cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was waiting for the Metal Injection com- compliments and then... It's know. okay. She I said she likes Rob. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she thinks you're Axel. That's yeah. the problem. No, she <laughs> no, she's mad everybody. She knows all of us. Stop it. She's easily in the top 30 publicists yes. of all time. She, th- she thought you were Ken Pierce, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she knows him. <laughs> She's on his podcast now. That's her next call. Uh, let's keep it going. I believe uh, uh, we have uh, Aubrey uh, Sitterson on yeah, as well. So let's banging let's out these interviews. Bang out the guests. Yeah, uh, Aubrey, are you, uh, are, is this you? Are you ready to get banged out? This is me. This is me, man. I am, I, I, I'm ready to get banged out. But first, I just got to tell you guys. I love Metal Sucks so much. There's <laughs> a metal website out there. Thank you. Thanks, Aubrey. So I just want to get that out of the way. We'll I'll tell d- them. I'll definitely pass that along <laughs> to, uh, to Vincent Axel. It's going great. We're just hanging out here on the Metal Injection live cast. Mm-hmm. And you are a metalhead, Aubrey. 
thanks so much for letting me uh, kind of elbow my way in here. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Aubrey, uh, let, let me give you a proper intro. Aubrey Citizen is the host of the smartest weekly wrestling podcast, the Straight Shoot now, Pod- why? Now, why is it, for uninitiated listeners, why is it the smartest? Yeah. What's so smart oh, about it? Oh, uh, you know, okay, it's, uh, so it, it works, works at a couple levels. That's how smart it is. Uh, no, so if you're, uh, like, Rob, I know you're a big wrestling fan. Are, are the rest yeah. of you guys as... All of us are, are, are pretty big uh, wrestling I'm an fans, enormous wrestling Noah. fan. Noah is sort okay. of a casual fan. I, I just fan. know, like, the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sid is a... Is, gotcha, that's enough. That's used to be need. a fan. He's Sid, a Sid is an uh, enormous so, so fan I, uh, and doesn't like, really follow it anymore. Yeah, I grew up on it, but I've, I'm lapsed. Prolapse. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, uh, for <laughs> folks at home, like the uninitiated, right, who aren't big wrestling fans, uh, a smart wrestling fan is generally means someone who is hip to the workings of the business, right? And this used to mean a lot more uh, back in the days when there were still a lot of people out there who thought to one degree or another that what they saw on television did have some realness to it um, in terms of the, the storylines and the like, the outcomes of the fights and things like that. Uh, and so a smart fan was someone who knew that that wasn't the case. That, that it, it was all, you know, planned ahead and, and not fake, but fixed, right? Uh, so smart fans and smarks, which is short for smart marks, is sort of a really common term used to, um, you know, it's used as a self-identifier amongst certain parts of fandom. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, I try to, Straight Shoot is, we, we're trying to merely a post-Raw and post-pay-per-view show. Uh, and I use the, whatever happens on Raw and typically WWE pay-per-view, so we do the NXT stuff. We've done some other things in the past as well. We try to use that as a springboard to then talk about sort of larger issues within wrestling and it's not backstage stuff it's not rumors but it's all about the storytelling involved in the ring uh the ring psychology and i'm aided in this by the fact that i have on a bunch of really great guests um tomorrow night i have one mr rob pazmani on as well as you've also had uh, uh, sam roberts on right I do have Sam Roberts on, yeah, quite regularly. Sam Roberts, um, if you're a fan of indie wrestling, guys like Roddy Strong, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole. I'm just uh, a fan of Sam Roberts. Like, <laughs> okay, well. No one works with Sam, it's serious. Sam Roberts. But they're comedians, too. Uh, Lucas Brothers, Ron Funches, they've been all on. Uh, cool. Sean O'Connor, Max Landis, the screenwriter guy who did Chronicle. Uh, so any anybody and everybody who is a wrestling fan with some interesting things to say about it. I get a lot of comics people, too, because I have a, I have a background there as well. Cool. Yeah, and you also have another podcast, right, uh, called Scald. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Scald's been going on for about two months now. It's a weekly serialized fantasy, like, sword and sorcery narrative. And what that means, basically, because that's a lot of uh, descriptors just all sort of piled together in a row. What that means is that every week I write five or six pages of this sort of Conan, uh, like Robert E. Howard-influenced uh, Michael Moorcock-esque sword and sorcery story uh, and I read it and it's about 20 or 30 minutes long each and every week and I do it in one take uh, so wow. it's not you know it's not metal like there's no, there's no music in it because it's all just my voice but it's heavy man it's uh, it's super violent it's like the most violent sort of grim Conan story you can imagine well Noah's interested because you said Moorcock so she'll be there oh uh, yeah I you know I, I I was doing another interview and I was telling somebody I was just raving about how much I love Michael Moorcock. I don't know I don't know if you guys are making a dick joke or not, but I'm just yes. assuming you're not. Yes, that's, uh, you can always assume that one. I, Yeah, I told these guys that uh, my the way I try and write this stuff is Michael Mostcock. Like yeah. I just want to do Michael Moorcock just to like the umpteenth degree. So it's a lot <laughs> Sounds of, like, like a great porn name. And, like dark. <laughs> 
spells and bad magic and stuff. Yeah, Michael Moscock. That's my that's my side project. But now I'm just picturing Michael more naked. Oh. Oh. So my night's ruined. Suddenly but thanks, I don't anyway. care about cocks. Sid yeah. always finds the worst possible pun on, on huh? anything. It's <laughs> just it's just where you put the the space. Saying you're wrong. It's just you you like you're like these flight switch yeah. that turns on the negative image yeah. in everyone's yeah. mind. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I want to say back to the wrestling. I uh, <coughs> e- even having never heard a second of your podcast, I admire you for sitting through Raw every week because I watch oh, it. Man. I, I fast forward all the commercials, and it's like a war of attrition. It's just yeah. Impossible. It's, I'm going to be on the yeah. show tomorrow, and I do the same thing. I watch it on delay. I basically start watching it at like ten o'clock, yeah. and then I'll finish it at like eleven yeah. thirty. I haven't watched live in uh, years, yes. so it's going to be quite an experience tomorrow to watch it live uh, to, in order to be on the show to be totally like up to date the moment it ends. The last time I watched live and short. sat through it was when we went to Raw and oh, that miserable. was miserable. <laughs> Awful. It's a chore, man. You know, what I tell people is it's just, it, it was so much better when it was two hours. And honestly, if Raw today, like the quality of wrestling and the quality of talent and what they're putting out there, if they shaved it down to one hour, mm. it would be the best one hour of television in television history. It's you know, like if they just shaved it down to the good stuff, because there's at least an hour of amazing content every week, but you've got to sit through two hours of content. You've got to, to sit through at least it. an hour of recaps awesome. of what yes. happened in the previous uh, yeah. hour. It, it moves but, so yeah. slow. I feel like I, I agree and I disagree. I think they have the tools and they have the uh, material to make a great one-hour show. But there's other things with it that are wrong with it that would not be solved by oh, really? one hour. Like I don't know, the, man. Have you ever watched the Have you ever watched the Hulu edit of the show? No. Okay, the Hulu edit is about ninety minutes uh-huh. and it's phenomenal. It's really, really strong. Yeah, like I mean, they, what they need to do is they cut out a lot of these extraneous segments. They don't, uh-huh. they don't go into all of the. They don't need to recap everything from forty-five minutes ago because it's a much shorter thing. It, you, you'd be shocked, man. It, it, it holds up really well. You but know? do they like, take I mean, every episode of Raw? There's at least two or three great matches. You know? they, so already it, you've got like forty-five minutes of content there. Do they take out the inane, ridiculous commentary that's aimed at like eight-year-olds? Because <laughs> no, that's a big issue no, for you know me what? too. That's a big issue with a lot of people, man. It doesn't bother me as much as some because, you know, for me, the most important thing is what's happening inside the yeah, ring. I agree right? And that. I know a lot of people say that, but a lot of the people who say that out of one side of their mouth, they turn around and turn around and like rant constantly about the quality of the commentary or, you know, this goofy backstage segment or whatever. That stuff is kind of like, um, it's just, it's, uh, it's extraneous to me, right? It's like tinsel on the tree. Uh, so if the commentary is bad, which it is sometimes. I don't think it's quite as bad as people say it is all the time, but mm-hmm. I don't listen to it. Like, it's that easy. I just pay attention to I've, I agree. I've definitely thing. learned that, to... To me, it's a real like, entree. That's the main course. I totally disagree with that. I, I think, I've zoned I, it out. I, I, and I obviously, I, if it's either or, I'd rather have a good match with shitty commentary that I would tune out. But I feel like ideally... All these things, not just the wrestling, not just the commentary, not just skits or anything like that, like like angle building and all that. All that stuff should go hand in hand. Like when you're making a movie and you have the sound yeah. and the light, all that stuff contributes to making a match. The crowd too, all that stuff contributes to making a match good. And when any of it sucks, I feel like it tarnishes it. And that commentary sucks so fucking bad that it, it really ruins even the good matches that they have. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Like, so I, there are a couple of things I'm going to disagree with, like really stridently. Go ahead, one sure. is the fact that the commentary is always awful. You know, for instance, well, if you watch any of the one of the one of the 
most excellent parts of Raw each and every week for the past, I don't know, a couple months or so has been the John Cena Open Invitational Challenge Tournament U.S. title thing, whatever the hell they call it. And if you actually listen to the commentary during those matches, it's phenomenal. I agree. it matters. You know, and a lot of times, a lot of times the commentary is really bad because it's during a match that, for one reason or another, doesn't matter. It's just kind of there to fill time. Mm-hmm. So instead, they use that time to plug the network or, um, you know, whatever Make-A-Wish stuff they're doing or video games or whatever. I mean, that doesn't excuse it, but it explains it a little bit. And the other thing I would say is that unlike a movie, right? And you made the comparison to a movie. So, you yes. know, just like a movie needs good acting and a good script and good lighting and good special effects and good sound design and all this stuff. You're right. You know, and you, you made the comparison of, oh, well, a wrestling show needs X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does. I think wrestling needs one thing and one thing only. And wrestling needs good in-ring matches. Good stuff happening between the ropes. And my proof of that is the fact that one of the most popular things within wrestling circles right now, um, like online, like so a hardcore fan, is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. And I can, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most people in America watching it do not understand Japanese. That's they true. They have no idea what these people are talking but... about. And yet, it's becoming very popular because the in-ring product is so good. The same goes, I was at a PWD show on Friday night. Uh, the same goes there. I don't, you don't know any of the stories. You can't hear the commentary. A lot of times there aren't stories. It's just anything, it, everything's just self-contained within the ring. So for me, the commentary, all this other stuff, you know, and your mileage may vary, but all of that stuff, it's, you know, when it's good, and it's, it's like seasoning. You know, if, it, if it's good, it can help out the steak. But at the end of the day, I want a good prime rib, and that's the most important thing. The, but to your point about New Japan, though, I lo- <laughs> uh, I, you're right. Like, the, just watching the Japanese feed, you know, you, you don't really need the commentary because the match tells the story. But watching the New Japan on Access TV show, the American version of the show, with American commentary makes it 10 times more engaging just because you have a commentary right. team sort of explaining kind of the story and who these who these wrestlers are. It, it adds so much to it. And I think for Darren and myself, when we say the commentary sucks, uh, well, I don't, I, I don't feel as strongly about it as Darren does. Mm-hmm. My main problem is really with JBL and, and how he sometimes sidetracks mm-hmm. it to just like some nonsensical conversation that's not even funny. And like, it's like, talk about the match in the ring. Stop bullshitting. Right. But I think we're spoiled because we came up with like, like the best announcer yes. of all time, Jim Ross, and it's like nothing will ever and Gorilla Monster. Yeah. Match. And Gorilla Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love Gorilla Monster. What's interesting buddy. about that though is even even Jim Ross has come out and said these days that like he could not do what Michael Cole does. Well, it's you know? a different like, it, style it, completely. It, and like, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you that like it's it's a very different thing. Uh, but the nature of the product has changed and shifted so much. In a bad that I think way. That if you are gonna if you are gonna compare them, you do need to kind of grade on a curve yeah. and also recognize that what. Michael Cole does is kind of a totally different job from what uh, good old Jr. ever did. Yeah, Jr. You know? didn't have to keep plugging the WWE network every two minutes. And I agree. And I don't. Oh, I don't no, even. I don't even completely blame the three of those guys. I'm not saying it's all their fault. I'm just saying that's the reality of what it is, and it's not. A lot of times, it's not. It's not watchable. So, so believe it or not, this is. Can I, can I give you a tip? Oh, sure. Can I give you a tip? Yeah. Uh, we can hop off commentary after this, but I think you're gonna like. I think you know this is like a this is a hashtag life hack. I think you're gonna enjoy on a lot of TV remotes. Uh, there's a button that says mute. You just turn that shit off. <laughs> but I don't, off. I don't want that, that because I, I lo- first of all, it's like rooting for a sports team for me, a bad sports team, in the sense that I like to follow the shittiness of it when it's shitty, and I enjoy the greatness of it when it's good. So I want to absorb 
what they're giving me. I don't want to put it on mute and just watch the match. I feel like all that stuff adds to it, like I and also detracts from it. And I want to see the the. Uh, but that you know, that, I don't want to get too bothered. I know Rob's chopping at the bit to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say you know we do sometimes talk there, about. Rob, say something. We do sometimes talk about heavy metal on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had <laughs> wait. I had a wrestling question. Oh, okay. Who has who has the best outfit these days? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, you know what? I kind of really like Kevin Owens' outfit. Yes. Uh, he's in NXT because Kevin Owens dresses like a fat girl at the beach. He's got like, he's <laughs> he got, like really tights does. on I and like then it. gym shorts over top of those and then a big sleeveless billowy t-shirt that he wears. Can, I say, can I say one thing about Kevin Owens before we move on to metal? Uh, is, that, is it that he's the best? He is the best. I think he's awesome. But, but my wife has a huge crush on Kevin Owens. Oh. And I'm not even jealous because Kevin Owens is like a younger looking version of me. Like he's a big fat slob. Oh, damn. But he's athletic. He's a slob. But yeah. And I'm actually flattered by that. He has all unkempt facial hair. He's like, you know, just slovenly fucking, you know. But he comes out. He has the worst haircut of anybody yes. I've ever thought. And the cool. weirdest beard. You know it's like chin pubes, basically, yeah. but a full beard oh, of it. Bad. He's bad he beard, too. Yes. Not look like you. Not he doesn't look like me. Like he's not a dead ringer. He doesn't like physically look like me, but he has the same he looks frame. Like, he looks and like, like every guy I went to high school with. Kind of, like yeah. Every guy that. that goes to high school in Brooklyn. He's just like, like a regular dude. Like we have the yeah. same bodies type, and yeah, I feel like yeah. that is like the wrestling me. You know, okay, he's well, assistant so, manager at a pizza place. So if who's, you go to a pizza who's your favorite? Yeah, we're like an elevator repairman. <laughs> look at it. Finn Balor, I think, has the best uh, outfit because he wears the demon paint. Uh, yeah. It's really, really cool. It's You just have to mm-hmm. pander That's to right the too. metal audience, don't you, Rob? Why? I don't know. Are you pandering? You. No, I genuinely think he's the coolest. Uh, oh, he's red. He's really yeah. red, too, man. Uh, I, I, I feel like you got to put an asterisk there, though, because he only wears the demon paint on special occasions. Yeah. But I, I, that right? makes it so much cooler for me, too. I feel like if he wore it every okay. time, it would kind of like, uh, it wouldn't make it as All cool right, when he does do it. Yeah, it means it's like a special case. Like he's out for for blood when he has the demon uh, makeup on. But anyway, so you went to uh, Psycho California Fest last week, which was a yeah, big... man. I, I think I'm I think I'm recovered now. I was gonna say, are you do you still are you still dealing with the contact high from it? Because it was like every <laughs> Doom and Stoner band ever, and it was like uh, Sleep was there. Um. Uh, Municipal Waste, oddly, which I feel was probably the fastest band that was playing there. What were some of the bands you they checked out? They were definitely out? the fastest. Oh, go, um, fucking I Hate God was there, too, which is like, those guys, oh, yeah. were, those are like kind of the two heaviest. But honestly, Municipal Waste was really fun because they played, like I think, in like the middle of the day on, I don't know, they're all running together. They're Friday or Saturday. But it was kind of a nice break from all the doominess. Uh, but no, it was great, man. Uh, it was really, it was a really cool venue. It's down in Orange County. Uh, I hope they, um, I, I, I he- like I hear people say they're going to start making an annual thing. I hope they do, and I hope they do it there because it's this big cavernous um, indoor spot. And then there was um, there's an outdoor stage that they use for some folks, uh, and then like a secondary, like smaller indoor stage. Uh, it was a, it was a blast, man. Yeah, like sleep is always excellent. Um, I got my sleep patch, which I missed. Like I saw them in Joshua Tree last year, and I wanted a patch, but they'd sold out like three dates ahead of that show. So I, I finally got my sleep patch. Uh, Conan was probably my favorite band that I saw there last weekend. Uh, those guys them. fucking ripped. Um, Bademon was amazing. They had Wino on vocals, which was really fun. Um, Cough was really good. Wofat, I loved. Earth, Earthless. A ton of fucking bands, man. What, it was amazing. Um, what kind of munchies did you bring? Because, you know, surely you were oh, stoned. Man. 
Yeah, so, okay, so here's what I did. Um, I ate, um, I ate like, um, weed chocolates, like edibles, beforehand. Is that, what, is that the question? Yes. Yes. Are you, are you asking a Well, no. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm saying surely you were stoned, and then I want to know what kind of munchies did you buy at oh, the Oh, yeah, venue. I was hella stoned. Uh, <laughs> because um, no, Rob so, and I went to see <laughs> Clutch in Central Park, and they had an ice cream stand there. It was fucking amazing. They had blue marble ice cream. I'll tell you cream. what we had. Yeah. I'll tell you what we had, because this is LA, baby. Uh, we had like four different rotating food trucks all nice. day, every day. And they, would, and they would swap them in and out. So the first day I had, like they knew their audience, man. They had like a burger place, and I got one called The Seder. And so it was like <laughs> a burger with, um, with like goat cheese and fig jam on it. And that Whoa. was dope. Uh, yeah. And then they had like a Viking-themed hot dog uh, mm. truck. I got a corn dog from there, which was also dope. And uh, lots of Mexican food. I, got, I ate a lot of like carne asada fries. And I also got carne asada nachos because I'm an animal. Um, and I believe Viking-themed like, oh, hot dog was Rob's nickname in high school, by the way. <laughs> for that first burger, I thought he said the Seder. I was yeah. waiting for it to it be... like a, a matzah on it or something. Yeah, I, thought I was waiting for it to be like, you know, with Manischewitz oh, wine. Wrong Seder, boys. Wrong Seder. Go to Astoria. You'll get it. It's <laughs> the wrong type of Seder. Uh, no, so, yeah, it was like a, it's like the goat burger, the goat cheese, and the, the fig jam. Mm. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, you... It was you you had some edibles. Was there smoking and stuff going on at the show? Any any weird contraptions or or or, uh, or cross joints or stuff like that that you saw? No, you know, I was uh, I brought a vape pen because I wanted to be kind of discreet because uh, I just you know I just didn't really know unnecessary, wholly unnecessary. Just dudes with big like honking like baseball bat blunts smoking out in the open. God, uh, they're so bongs. Not, nothing. nothing. Nothing crazy, but a lot of weed. It's Southern California, man. It's true. I, I still don't know why I haven't moved out there. Can we all move out there so we yes, can just we uh, can do the podcast? Do the podcast and like I just not signed have a two-year lease on a new apartment, so I can't do that. Sorry, Rob. Can't sub sublet it. Bummer. No. We'll have Sid ISDN in. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All right, Aubrey. Well, uh, we have to get to our music break, uh, so we're gonna let you go. Uh, feel free Thanks, to use the next and minute ladies. or two to plug away at all your stuff. Go for it. Go. Yeah, man. Of course. Go. Go. Uh, first up, tomorrow night, immediately after Raw, come watch Rob and Excalibur, the liaison to the board of directors for PWG on Street Shoot. You can find information just at aubreycitterson.com, and that houses everything, including all my social media and links to Scald and stuff like that. Scald you can find on iTunes and Stitcher just by searching for Scald, S-K-A-L-D. And please find me on Twitter, at Aubrey Sitterson. Tell me, tell me if you heard me on this thing, because I would, I would just be delighted to know who found me through this wonderful, delightful podcast that you um, guys did. Yeah, and if you can't spell Aubrey Sitterson, we'll make sure to tweet. Uh, Aubrey, uh, I will you. be. Can't Aubrey Sitterson, fuck you. That's what I say. <laughs> Aubrey, I, I will be very disappointed that? if tomorrow night when I'm watching everyone, if you guys aren't wearing your Zubaz pants, I'm gonna be like, I'll never I will be wearing my Zubaz. I'm gonna be wearing my Zubaz and my Dusty Rhodes Future Island shirt. Just oh, for you. My God, camera doesn't. My camera doesn't doesn't capture that much of me. So just assume that I'm gonna be wearing Zubaz. Good enough. Cool. And, <laughs> all right. So Aubrey, I will see you tomorrow. Immediately after Raw, will. if I'm still awake, <laughs> no, I'll be awake. Uh, I'll be well, sure. I'll cross my fingers then. How about that? <laughs> uh, and and we'll, we'll talk plenty of professional wrestling and many other topics. Thank you so much for calling in, Aubrey. Talk hey, thanks you. for having me. Take care. Yeah. Have a good one. All right, we're going to get to our music break. 
This is a Sid picked music break. Sid, anything uh, you want to let us know about this break? I don't even know what, what it was, songs you picked. Well, I had to go back and find every other playlist I ever did just to make sure. And I do this every time, but like it's been a while to make sure that there are no repeats, nothing, because I tend to go to the same bands often. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be all new stuff that's never been in a Sid playlist wow. before. So. Hopefully the kids Look like at you it. you doing work. Great. So take a listen to this playlist. Let us know what you think. Hey, so wait. Dude. Hold on. I'm sorry, Rob. This is one that you want them to like, not one that you want to annoy people yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Because you did a couple that you wanted to annoy them with. Well, not it was. I've never done playlists of stuff I don't like. Uh, right, I know that. But there's sometimes where like I expect the listeners not to like it, but I'm think I think they'll like it. Okay, good. All right, sorry, let's Rob. let's kick things off. Here we go. You ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck. Lick my pussy and my crack My neck, my back 
You are in the middle of a metal injection live cast music break. I am so, so, so sorry about that. I promise it will be over soon. Until then, here's more of whatever this is. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. here asking you to like us at facebook.com and follow us on twitter at mi livecast 
That way you can show all your friends that you're part Jewish and part asshole. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back, lick my pussy.
Landington. I just had a repressed thought come to the surface. I remembered Bill Cosby drugging me and touching my CPU back in 1984 when I was just a Commodore 64. I'm going to go call my lawyer. Oh yes, and by the way, the Metal Injection live cast returns. Oh yes. Noah was jamming to that coyote. Noah's pussy was popped. Hectious. (laughs) <laughs> and when you're high, it like sounds ten times better. So Sid, uh, you want to take us through your music break? Well, there was uh, the first track was this song called "My Neck, My Back" by this uh, artist some of you may have heard of called Kaya. Not Kia, right? No, Kaya. that's a different artist. Then we followed that up with this other song by Kaya called "My Neck, My Back." Slightly different. Then we sprinkled in a little Fugazi with "Back to Base." Back to Base, and then we followed that up with uh, an oldie but goodie, uh, "My Neck, My Back" by Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great job. Bravo. Yeah, was Someone so... said it in the chat. It was the best playlist Damn so right. far. Yeah. Very well. I'm done. very proud. I said that. But, uh, the, but, junk that makes it, but it is true. <laughs> junk in the chat makes a good point. Uh, the last one was the reprise of the Kaya. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know Sorry, how we follow that. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, and I, uh, I don't remember any of it. Well, oh. <laughs> well, the first thing we had to talk about was Supergirl. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get to because, Supergirl. Because uh, I was talking to Rob online a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, and we, I, there was a while ago, there was this SNL sketch where Scarlett Johansson was on SNL. It was like earlier this month, in fact. Yeah, and oh, was that recent? I didn't yeah, because yeah, she was promoting Avengers. So they did a sketch where Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow, and Marvel is trying to sort of pander to women because they, their audience is all like a sausage fest. Well, just to back up, like Marvel was getting criticism that they don't oh, have right. enough, like they don't show uh, female superheroes in as positive a light yes. as the male superheroes. So this sketch from SNL was kind of like a jab at that of like, what would a Marvel female catered to superhero movie look like? And it was a, a rom-com. Basically, it was just a, a black widow working at a fashion magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's in love with... Cunt, and you know... Yeah, like she's in love with Ultron. Yes. And Captain America is like her gay best friend. Yeah. <laughs> who, it was Thor. Was oh, Thor best. was the gay best friend. Yeah, yeah, Captain America was a slob. And so they're all trying to give her advice. And, and she's has, klutzy, like she, the cute guy comes and talks to her and she drops everything, you know, like every movie that you've ever seen, right? And so uh, a great, and one of the highlights, uh, maybe the highlight of that episode, I feel like that was a, a great, really funny on point sketch. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a week or two later, CBS 
one of the pillars of great television. <laughs> well, according to the ratings, they are. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, it's only because they're the first channel on the dial. That's my theory. It's also because all the Nielsen families are like 75 yeah, years I old. Yeah, I think that's more what it is. And they passed out in front of the television. <laughs> never changed yeah. off CBS. Yeah. I think CBS breaks into homes and sets the dials to CBS <laughs> while the old people are passed out. They didn't really fire Dan Rather. They just reassigned him to doing that. <laughs> I believe it. So they released a, a trailer for Supergirl. Right. And it's at first, like, if you didn't know this was a, a real show, which this is a very real show that's happening, it's like, did they just rip off that SNL parody? It's exactly the SNL sketch. Who is yeah. the actress? Is it anyone? No one that I know that has we know? been in anything. No, I don't know. So let's let's ta- like, take a listen. You could understand it just by listening to what's going on here in this Supergirl sketch. Is no, this isn't the sketch. Uh, the commercial. The, ago, oh, yeah, this is the actual show, right? This is the, this is the first look, yeah, at this new show, a, a legit serious drama, or like a dramedy. That's what, it, right there, you know there's a problem. Because yeah. it's a fucking comic book show, and it's a dramedy. It's like, a, it's like... Why does the word dramedy even exist? And the first thing that I remember <laughs> uh, dramedy existing for was Hooperman, I think. I don't even know what. Remember with uh, John Ritter? Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Okay. Anyway, was- my wow. name is Kara Zorel. Twenty-four years ago, my planet was in peril. My cousin Kalel was sent to a planet called Earth. You may know his story, <laughs> but you don't know mine. On Earth, you will do extraordinary things. Until now, you must go. I love you, Kara. Okay, so far, yeah, it's action. correct. And then this. Sorry, sorry. I'm calling about the correspondence dinner. I need to make sure Ms. Grant doesn't end up next to Bill O'Reilly again. Are they for real? Pause it. Pause it. I, um, I was wondering. And the funny thing is that you can't I, and see. I love the music, by the way. Yeah. Yes, the music is just what the music. So and she works in it like like a, just like a, like a, a, fashion. a fashion. That exactly. It's not really a fashion magazine, but it's just it's like, like a political. She has a cunty boss, you know. Yeah. So she says that Superman was her cousin. Yeah. Does she go find him? Shouldn't the first episode be like, "Oh, hey, cousin, remember me? What's, what's up? I can't know. Can I crash that. at your apartment?" That. Like. Yeah. She's going to come to the same... You are you by yourself going to a new planet that your cousin is the only person you know who lives there. And you're not... The first, what, the first thing, you have superpowers. Uh-huh. You should easily be able to find your cousin and be like, what's up with this planet? Yeah, like, what do I do? Give me some help. Like, how does shit work here? This Maybe is a whole new fucking planet. She's too proud. She's yeah. like, no, I will make... But isn't he also... I am, I am woman, hear me roar. Isn't he girl, also in New York? Roar. Don't you think he'd figure He's out... He's not like, in New York. He's in Metropolis. And what, so she's in New York. Yeah. But there's all... It's a world where New York exists and Metropolis. No, I maybe think Metropolis is like on the West Coast and she got no, tired. And I was like, this uh, makes no sense. I think she's in Metropolis, though. So then... I think this is Metropolis. So then wouldn't everybody be like, you know, you remind me a lot of this other guy. And well, she'd be like, oh, that's my cousin. I should go say hi and let him know I'm here. Okay. I think it's known that she's his cousin, though. To who? Uh, to to like, to like other people. So he's it. on the show also. He, no, but he's not. He's spoken he's referenced. Of. He's, he's always like busy. <laughs> yes, he's like the so, guy on Home on. Improvement who lives behind the fence. <laughs> let's try to Will determine Wilson. it. Let's, let's try try to let's determine listen to a little more. Superman always flies with a fence in front of him. <laughs> For copyright purposes. Hey, um, I was wondering if maybe you want to, I don't know, go see a movie tonight. I can't. I- I'm sorry. I have a date. Date? <laughs> fun. Dating's fun. She's here. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you 
<laughs> the only reason I bought this building was because it had a private elevator. That way, I don't have to get soaked in cheap cologne every morning getting to my office, find out who used it, have them reprimanded or bathed. I don't care which. Here's your latte. Hot. Oh, that'll be new and different. So she's like so a, sassy. So she's a taxed intern that gets no respect at work, you know. It's the Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. But, yeah. Which is what the, the, the Scarlett Johansson yeah. sketch yeah. was. But making fun of I've it. I've seen this picture. You won a Pulitzer. Yeah. Only well, because it was the first real shot of a little secret. He actually posted Superman. it. Superman. Guess he likes oh, me. By the way, they oh, made Jimmy Olsen into a black guy, too. Jimmy Olsen is black in this. Which I, you is know, he played just, by Tay Diggs? It's, no, but no, it seems other, The very, guy from True Blood? Seems very oh. pandering. Oh, yeah. I might be wrong. It seems very pandering. It's right? CBS, so I'm sure it's pandering. Yes. Yeah. You're Jimmy Olsen, the photographer from the Daily Planet. James Olsen. He's mature now. Gosh. I'm a stuttering girl. This music. I have a conference in Geneva, and I need to be on a plane in this two is hours. Friend. I have a blind date in a half an hour, and I need you to help me pick out what to wear. Why do you do this to me? Because I'm your sister, and you love me. Oh, a sister. Like Wait. I'm not living up to my potential. Adopted sister. Yeah. Fetch layouts and coffee. So she was adopted oh. by a different family than her cousin was adopted. So that's by. it. Yeah. So there you go. She was a child. So this is basically like Superman meets those fucking State Farm commercials with Cliff <laughs> and Chris Paul. Yes. Where they're separated at birth, but they're somehow related and they have the same last name, even though they were separated at birth. They have different first names, but the same last name, but they were separated at birth, raised by different families, right. but they always hang out together and have the same last name. And Superman's always behind a fence. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just? God damn it! That this is why I love watching TV with Sid because he gets so <laughs> incensed when like stuff doesn't it's make so sense. So stupid! And it's he like, starts ranting, and I love it. Does no one ask anyone if this shit makes sense before they put it on TV? Like, I God feel damn it's how it. they're so beaten down by the like network notes. They're just so they're trying just to like, meet oh, Just get it in. Just like put, let's push it through. That's a drop. Let's <laughs> get it in. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. <laughs> children over here, Darren. We're dealing with children. Uh, it's meant to be normal. <laughs> I'm not normal. I can lift a bus, stop a bullet. Alex, I can fly. At least I think I can. Now they're ripping That's off serious. the little engine that could? Geneva is circling the city after a engine. Now it's oh my God, who's... <gasps> it's her sister on that flight. She's trying to fly now, and it's like, ah. Oh. She did it. Lost another engine. We are going down. Brace for impact. <gasps> she stopped the plane. <laughs> oh, come on. And there's this, like, very epic shot of the plane just missing a bridge. Right. All right, so the Supergirl is played by somebody who is on Glee. That's like her claim to fame. She was on Glee. In case anyone's curious. I wasn't. And she was in Whiplash. I believe she was the love interest in Whiplash. No one asked. Sorry. Jeez. Goddamn. You're out there now, Carl. Wait, hold on. Here's the best part. know about you, and you can't take that back. I don't want to. Media magnet Cat Grant of National City's new hero, Supergirl. We can't name her that. We didn't. Shouldn't she be called Super? Woman, what oh. do you think is so bad about Dean Kane is in this? Wait, this is the one that pisses me off. This is the, the part. Yeah, go Sorry. back to that. Yeah, hold on. Oh, 
watch. Is Tegan Cain playing Superman? And Callista Flockhart is in this? She's the boss. She's the cunty oh, boss. Yeah. She's the devil sake. that wears Prada. Shouldn't she be called Super Woman? What do you think is so bad about girl? <laughs> I'm a girl. Uh. And your boss. And powerful. And rich. And hot. So uncomfortable. And so if you perceive Supergirl as anything less than excellent, isn't the real problem you? Yes, if you think using condescending terms like girl to describe grown women is condescend is not condescending, isn't something wrong with you? Yeah. Says CBS. Uh, no, because girl refers to someone that's fucking like a preteen. Well, then why isn't it Superboy? Why is that a different character? <laughs> <laughs> because he's actually a boy. I don't think that's a comic book character, Rob. I think that's just a DVD you have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> different uh, as you were saying that, I was like, no, no, no. There was a TV series. There's a comic. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you oh, made the mistake of oh, thinking Sid was actually But also, is, it, is there an actual Superboy? Yeah, there there was like an ABC series. For I like, remember Shazam. Yes, there was. <laughs> It's fantastic. Stop it. Superboy was pretty masked. I mean, what? I don't know. <laughs> Superboy. Yeah, I have to look this up. Volume no four. <laughs> You're thinking Superboy. Superboy and Robin. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, no, I guess I could sort of fill in the blanks on that one. I guess if I think about it enough. Superboy saves a train oh, wow. from going off the rails. <laughs> 1988 to 1992? Yeah. This is not a long fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I Gerard Christopher. I, I don't watched, know who that is. I watched an episode of it recently. It's so cheesy. It's great. Why did you do that? Because I, rem- I remember... All of a sudden. Because I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like, oh, I need to go check it out if it's... Because like, I remember liking it as a kid, but I'm like, oh, it's probably so bad. And yeah. And it, yeah it, yes, it was. I'm looking this guy up. He does not look familiar to me. 74 episodes this show. Yeah. Man. Jesus. Superboy prevents a meteor from hitting a furry convention. <laughs> he was furry also in this general hospital. This guy was, yeah, this guy did not have much of a career after Superboy. It's surprising. So, wow. let's listen to a little more. Kara? I'm going to tell you something about me that for most of my life I've run from it. No. But last night I embraced who I am and I don't want to stop. Oh my Whoa. God, you're uh, a lesbian. Mr. Oh, you're a lesbian. On, that's why you're not into me. This is this is this is great news. I'm and you not gay. I'm her, the woman who saved the plane. <laughs> okay, right. Carl, what are you doing? Hey, Cara! She falls off the side of the building and jumped she flies. Off. She jumped off and flew up. You're yeah. her. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> this music. Now it's Are riot girl music. Are we watching a whole episode? This feels like it's this been like an, ex- like an it's hour extended trailer. We keep uh, so. Oh, this is the best part where she's like trying to figure out her outfit <laughs> as her. Supergirl. Nope. Two. Yep. Yep. It clashes. I'm the tights clash. Where's my cape? Capes are lame. One whole episode dedicated to the font of the S on her chest. That's your favorite episode, Rob. Hold on. They acknowledge that. To be a superhero, you need a crime. There's a car chase on the 112 freeway. I could do a car chase. This is total Riot Girl. Yeah. No, it's, I should have thought of that. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it's CBS. This is girl kicking ass music. It's CBS filtered Riot yeah, Girl yeah. music. Yeah. Fair enough. It's what they right. think it is. Yeah, in a yeah, boardroom yeah. somewhere. So. You, uh, you sure you're bulletproof? Hope so. All right, the new cape is made from a structured polymer composite. It's much sturdier. 
And uh, she has an S on. <laughs> this one has the S for super, just like your cousin. It's not an S. My family's coat of arms, the House of L. <sighs> they got serious. They turned off the kitty for Welcome that. Welcome to the Department of Extra Normal kitty Operations. soundtrack. The DEO monitors and protects Earth from extraterrestrial presence. This is huge. These beings, some of them are powers from your darkest nightmares. I can help you stop them. I don't trust aliens. You want to help? Or girls. Go back to getting someone's coffee. Oh, no, she's had a setback. I know what you're thinking. But the world needs you to fly. Oh, for so do I. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, another thing. So this guy knows that she's Supergirl, the guy that was just talking to her. She was and, Supergirl. And yes. she offered her help. And he says, I don't trust aliens. He just got through telling these people that aliens can do things from your darkest nightmares. Right. Then this alien says to him, hey, I want to help. And he's like, I don't trust you. Go back to giving me coffee if you want to help. <laughs> he just explained that aliens can do the most horrible things. And then he insults one to her fucking face. Yes. And he asked for a cup of coffee. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah, well, what is wrong? She has laser man? eyes. She can kill him. Compo- Fire well, this man. Wait, to compo- compound that and making it worse is that she's like, okay. <laughs> All right, fucking laser fry his fucking but face she, off. But then she proves his point. She can't. She can't. Stupid. She's not ready. She's better than that. Uh, Kara is better than that. No. First things first. You need to change. This is my. <laughs> you travel two thousand light years just to be an assistant. Dawson's People Metropolis. This city will die. It's it's a comic book TV it. show as written by whoever writes all of Kelly Clarkson's songs. Exactly. One Tree Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> Did Krypton have trees? I don't know what the landscape. Good point. We'll look that up right now. My cousin wanted me to do this. Why didn't he just tell me? Because he wanted you to choose it for yourself. <gasps> See? She's not story. ready oh, to meet him. him. Oh. And he gave her a cape. It's the blanket he was wrapped in when he was a baby. Apparently, Gross. this cape won't shred. <gasps> Thank you. Now, don't you have a city to protect? You know, up, up, and away? <laughs> ah! Well, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, I know <laughs> I know some high-powered people at CBS. And you just know high people at CBS. So are you high, kidding? I know some high people at CV, CVS. CVS. <laughs> yeah. Two guys smoking in the back in the fucking frozen dinner aisle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, I don't want to blow you away and impress you too much, but I know three guys at Walgreens. <laughs> With that said, those guys at CVS, their dad works at CBS. Oh, nice. <laughs> And uh, they were, I, we were laughing about the trailer, and they were like, oh, man, you thought that first teaser was bad? We have, like, the extended second episode of that show. And you're never going to get to see this because the show's getting canceled after the first episode, so but this it's, is an exclusive. But it's so good. They were like, it's so good. 90 seconds. It totally makes uh, that other show, like, that, so, other, that other episode terrible because this one's so good. So... Uh, they sent it over, and, and they were very nice to do that. And so I'd like to play a little bit of that right now. And here is the uh, extended look at the second episode 
of Supergirl. On the next Supergirl, Kara tries to earn the respect of feminists everywhere with a visit to Thor Shredstein. And now for Thor Shredstein's pre-show ritual. Everyone shut up out there! Gotta light my scented candle. Mmm, Fanta scented candle. The only thing that could do when there's no Fanta in the building. Now, to apply the hairspray that brings Thor the volume that allows him to shred at maximum shredstein. Yes, go up here, higher, higher. Thor needs to shred. Wait a minute. That doesn't smell like Thor's signature Fanta branded candle. What is that smell? Oh dear God! Thor's moneymaker is on fire! My hair! My hair! Oh no! It's Thor Shredstein, Guitar God, and Virtuoso! He's on fire! All these people will be disappointed tonight if he burns to death! Better go down there and save him! Oh no! The moneymaker! What am I gonna do? How am I gonna Here I am, Thor! Out? Don't worry, I'll help you! Help me? I got a way you can help me! I got a grilled sausage for you, baby! That's right, baby, I'm smoking hot! But you might just want to chew it and spit it out, you fatty. You could lose what? a pound or two. I'm saying you're fat! Thor, I What's wait. wrong with you? I don't see any of the bones on your body! Thor like some dirt skinny. Is that a phrase? Thor, I just saved your life, and also I weigh 120 pounds. That's about 20 pounds too much, darling. I'm from Seaside Heights, New Jersey. The only fat allowed on your body is on that ass, and you got a boy ass. You gotta redistribute that fat. Supergirl. More like super could use some cardio or something, girl. Thor showed her. <sighs> I'm out of here. I'll go rescue someone who will give a damn. What are you doing flying, fat ass? I told you you should lose some pounds. Maybe run a little. Get the heart rate up. Yes, I'm just going to finish up the finishing touches on my dinner here. Let's see. Uh, oh, we got some peanut butter and some uh, crackers. JCVD eating well tonight. Yes. Let me just jump up on this counter here. And... My pet split it. Oh, crap. Oh, no. I seem to be attached to the counter by force of suction from my taint. This is not good. Somebody help! Somebody help! Sacre blue! Oh no, I hear someone's cries for help! <gasps> the one, the only, the great JCVD! That's okay. right, bitch! I don't need a soliloquy! I'm stuck here! Oh no! Come help me! Let me fly you to safety, JCVD! Great, let's do it! Okay, just gonna lift you from under this. Oh, um, that's. Uh, you're this touching ball. my ball oh. sacred now! Okay. That's not good. All right, You're hang in there. You're making me very excited. Hang in there. I'm just going to lift you. Oh, okay, we're uh, flying. That's... We're flying. And now I'm just going to put you down in this safe place. Oh, you saved my life. And yet, I'm very turned on by you. Even though you're a feminist hero, I have to say in a condescending way, you make my dick very hard. Come here. What? Um, what are you doing? You have been pervious to pain. 
dumb Supergirl. A woman even stronger than GSCVD? That's right. This is an existential quandary for me. I am turned on and yet I feel no more self-worth and my self-loathing is through the roof. But you're still a piece of ass. I hate myself. Will you cut it out? Come back, please. Suck my penis. My Belgian 12-inch penis. I love you. I hate myself and I hate you and love you simultaneously. Don't touch my ass. You are a sex object. I'm out of here. Never cry for help again. Help me. Optimal Triple Play is in the house. Nuh-uh, I ain't playing until the check clears. Come on, y'all. Be hired, you, y'all. Kai, don't pop this pussy for free. Give me my car. Listen, people. Kai, don't play for free. You ain't hearing any of my hits, like my neck, my back, and also my neck, my back, until the check for $5,000 clears. Uh, Yo, this some bullshit. I paid for my kid to come to this party and hear my neck, my back, and you ain't gonna sing it now? What kind of quinceanera is this? Bullshit. Should've gone to that Steve Harvey show. Oh no, an angry mob is surrounding superstar Kaya. I better get down there and help her. Stand back, everyone. (gasps) Don't pull out your switchblades. Oh, you're making me mad. Boom, boom, boom. Oh! Now ah. I say no! Oye! The white bitch could hit. I'm <gasps> Oh no, it's the father of the birthday girl. There is no way you are going to ruin my daughter's quinceanera. Get away from me, tracheotomy man. You ruined the day for my preciosa. Now she will die. I choose to love this swimming, and now you're going to hear when I drown you in this pool. Oh, his respirator. Oh, bitch, you hit me in the respirator. Put the fuck you wrong with you, I'm disabled. Don't you know I have a medical problem with my throat? Oh, is this the untimely death of Supergirl? That's right, bitch. Crawl away. You're not getting away from Troll Guy. The dress let just cake it. Only I could reach you. Say your prayers. I got it. Tress Leches in your throat hole. No! Oh my god. What a delicious way to die. I used to love this leches cake, <laughs> but now it is my undoing. Adios, amigos. Ooh, wow, that was a lot of work. Well, Kaya, have I proven that I'm finally turned into Superwoman? I don't care about all that. Just eat this pussy. Put your neck into what? it. Uh. Pop it right on you. Oh my goodness. Mm. Put mm. your underwear back on. Mm. It is on. Mm. Our next Supergirl. Hey, everybody. I'm still here. 
Somebody help me. I'm no kill. I'm still alive. Please, somebody help me. You two bitches walking away. You got great fucking asses. I gotta tell you. Well, anyway, the black one. Super girl, you don't have such a nice ass. I still eat it though. Someone help me, get me, get me out, please. Please, oh cruel world. Pinche coño. Wow, wow, we learned so much. Supergirl has a boy ass. Wow, thank you, CBS. Our own own Trote guy. I don't know that Trote guy belongs to anyone, Rob. He belongs to the world. We might have introduced him to some people, but he's not our own. You're right. He's too wow. show. I'm just shocked that, that they were playing the I.O. digital cable song yeah. at a quinceañera. <laughs> How did they get the rights to that? That's, That's crazy. crazy. Why, like, why, why would you listen to that at a quinceañera? <laughs> the loyal I.O. digital cable customers. I, all right, fair yeah. enough. Maybe the cousin is a uh, Is performer. related to the guy in the lobster suit. Yeah. <laughs> to his own. What can I say? The way, the way Supergirl is cousins with Superman, the girl having the quinceañera is cousins with the guy in the lobster suit. Oh, that explains <laughs> Is it shark suit? It's one of those. I think it was a a crab or a lobster. It was red for sure. (laughs) Maybe it was a shark with sunburn. Is that possible? Do they have those? Is that a thing? Yes. Let's just say yes. There we go. Uh, Sid, by the way, great acting. Oh, yeah, thanks. I really was a stretch. Fantastic. Uh, Shingletown said you're an everyday Daniel. You're an everyday Daniel Day Jewish. (laughs) I, I guess that's a compliment. That, uh, I, I, You're Daniel Day Jewish, Lewis, except Jewish. An everyday version. Yes. Which is better or worse? Like, worse? Well, if it's everyday, uh, it's average. All right. Uh, that's still better than I expect. I'll okay. take it. Sure. I'll take it. Where's your Oscar? Put that on my headshot that I send out. <laughs> to who? I don't know. Agents. <laughs> you have an agent? Are you sending headshots out? No, I will now, now that I have a blurb. <laughs> yeah. In episode three of uh, Supergirl, oh. she has to fight evil Hasidic landlords who won't give a reasonable rent increase on her lease update. Can we put the Mrs. DiVitelli in that one? <laughs> who told her that one of the rooms is a bedroom and it's actually a closet. Yeah. yeah the, the listing said two and a half bedrooms, but it was really a, a one bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> with two with closets. a closet. That's going to have Miss D and Sal the Jerk of Bar. <laughs> uh, so, Supergirl. That'll, that'll be a very fun show. Uh, also, Noah and I the other day, we got to, well, I got to experience blowing a shofar. No. I, I put that dramatic pause in there yeah. for you, Sid. <laughs> but a friend of ours got a shofar. Uh, as a wedding gift from we the rabbi, it it's Vince. Oh, Vince Nielsen got a, a shofar from a rab, the rabbi that married him and his his wife, and uh, Rob tried to blow it. Yeah, and it's it's much harder than you think it would be. I'm it, sure. And it didn't sound as musical as like in that song that we played. Yeah, the rape like shofar. it really made me uh, uh, get some respect because they were like the sound I was making was like a fart. It was yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, have, you actually have a, a, have a video. video. You could just play some of the audio, and uh, but Vince Nielsen was much much better at it, producing a much more consistent sound. But still, not the. Yeah, it's tough. Tough to do that stupid shit. <laughs> it's not worth doing it, but it's tough to do it. 
no, that's not Rob doing it. <laughs> no, that's a, this, this is a base right. shofar. And then uh, let's hear it, Noah. Rob started playing a Chromio song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not like you're strangling a it's, cat. So oh, I get a little better at it. There we go. There I got it. Can we upload this? As yeah. Kind of yeah we oh my God! The vein in your fucking yeah. forehead—it was here, yeah. like it was intense. It was—it took all the breath I'm in my body. I'm surprised that you didn't crack a rib yeah, or something. Like it was, it, <laughs> I was never cracked ribs. <laughs> Very careful. I he just right sucks on them. We found a new Tinder photo for Rob, by the way, that, with the vein bulging. He's got, got a, a tube stroke. in his mouth. Jesus. Uh, and then, but then Vince Nielsen uh, did it, and this is his. his ears, Oops. Let me cover his ears. Whoops. Wrong one. Sorry. You know where that shofar's been? That you put it in your mouth like that? <laughs> Can I just say that in this clip, Vince Nielsen is wearing his Zuba's yeah, pants? Of course he is. Fuck so. Are you all wearing that? No, I wasn't. All right, enough. Okay. I get it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Vince was, Trash it. Vince was definitely better at it than Rob. Yeah, well, he, it's his. And the funny part is that they were doing that, and there was like a baby in the room. Ugh. How'd the, the baby do blowing the shofar? The ba- he slept right there. <laughs> the baby was the best at the shofar blowing, for sure. Yeah. This but is the put- baby's clip right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes you appreciate this guy, whoever did this clip. Yeah, this. yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, wow, that, like, when I actually... And I wonder, like, how big that elk Yeah, it's probably is. a higher quality. Yeah. It's elk? been tuned. This might be auto-tuned, though. We don't know. <laughs> no, Whatever it no, takes, man. Not. No, Pro, but just to, to just to push out, like, as consistent a breath to be able to maintain this tone. Because it's, it's almost like playing a saxophone, if you think it's, like, that kind of... Similar. Instrument. Except more Jewish. Yeah. Jewy. A Jewophone, a Sex Fifth Avenueophone. Take <laughs> 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 that to episode that. title, Sex Fifth Avenueophone. phone. <laughs> Deal. Google that so you spell <laughs> it right, Rob. Deal. Which part, saxophone or sax? S-A-K-S? I know. S-A-K-S. I got that. <laughs> uh, the rest of the show is going to be me laughing at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Darren, you had a story you wanted to share. Not that much of a story. It's a little anticlimactic after all of that. But uh, my wife and I were on the train coming back from Manhattan uh, and the other day, and we saw a guy, standard, came in the train, begged for change, you know, walked through the car. No one gave him jack shit. Walks to the, we were maybe one third of the way towards the side where he came in. So we're on that end of it. He walks through, goes all the way to the other end. And then he stands there uh, and goes into his uh, pants, Uh-oh. and he pulls out a pair of drawers. Oh. oh. And he starts... I, he didn't take them off himself. He had them on him somewhere. A spare. He starts sniffing them. <laughs> He's inspecting them, looking oh. inside and out, right? And then he pulls down his pants. Oh, no. And, he's not, and he starts shoving the, the, the drawers, at, like rubbing his genitals and rubbing Did his you asshole. Me? I wasn't looking because I had my back to him, and my wife was, had, she, we were sitting facing each other on those, you know, the side ones uh-huh. that you, I saw. She was facing me, and she was looking directly at this and then looking away, looking oh. and looking away. He was really digging in there, though. Like he was wiping his ass. Basically, with Wait, his shorts. Was oh he my naked? God. Like when he dropped his pants, um, did he drop everything? I don't know. I can only go on the second-hand account of what my wife told me. But I think he had nothing on under the pants, though. 
Well, he had uh, his underwear in his hands. His like, underwear yeah. in his hands, and he's wiping and digging Ew. and wiping. Uh, uh, like as if he had just taken a shit, and he's trying to get the last dingleberry. Which he probably had. Yeah, possible. Uh, but so then we started thinking, like, what about the poor schmuck who, if someone had given him money, yeah. and you tinkle that into his hand, your uh. hands are mingling there, and then you go over there and see that, he's digging in his asshole. A- or when he uses that money to buy, yeah. I don't know, a Pepsi or something, he hands it to that yeah. poor deli clerk. Just never touch anything on the yeah. fucking train, yeah. on the poles. You Now I understand why those Muslim women wear gloves mm. outside. So that they oh. don't touch all those things. No, that's because they'll they'll chop their hands off. Yes, the ones that are all covered. Yeah. Oh well, but that's they wear gloves. Well, they wear gloves because they have to be all covered. Yeah, that's a side benefit that they don't get shit yeah. on them. Yeah. But really, it's so they don't. Their get eyes their are still. Well, maybe they're onto something. Eyes. Oh, okay, fair enough. You got to shit in their eyes. Aww. That's the trick. That's our alternate show title. <laughs> Saks Fifth Avenue, O-Phone, parentheses, or you can shit in their eyes, parentheses. No, no, no cursing in the title. Oh, You can defecate in their eyes. Gotta keep it clean. Defecate. <laughs> question of the week? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, before we get to the oh. question of the week, we More got stuff. some drops. More oh, content. Nice. Uh, from two different sources this wow. week. Blake. So uh, we got some from Demigod. And I uh, should probably cue this up before. <laughs> it's okay, Rob. Take your time. And, well, thank you, Demigod. Demigod says he did it because Sid asked for more drops. Oh, yeah, I did. And so, Sid, do you want to ask for some more today? Well, let's hear how these are. All right. Well, here's the first one. I don't, I don't like it just based on the title. Uh-uh. Jose Mangan is a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Who's that uh, that said that? Axel oh, oh, nice. That's that my dude. <laughs> Jose Mangan is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, sounds like him. Send that to me now. And then... All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the single ladies. All oh, the single ladies. All oh, the single ladies. All oh, the single ladies. <laughs> Sid, that was you have a very nice voice in that one. The falsetto. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. <laughs> I made it out of clay. Confucius say, girl who eats sweet potato pie on airplane, take great fall. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. When was that? You're, you're betting so much. I can't call you. I have to call. I call. I go all in. Uh, <laughs> Okay, first of all, what is that? And second of all, the title of this drop is (laughs) Exasperated Homosexual Gambling Partner. (laughs) Wow. What the hell do we talk about? I vaguely remember that. It's my second album was called that. I remember doing that. I don't remember what the context was, though. Fucking threw a sheet. That's the smartest thing ever invented. (laughs) <laughs> now we have an Ian, Ian Watkins. Now give me your fucking baby dick. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, here's another one. Jose Megan is a piece of shit. <laughs> Damn it, Mr. Mattel. Wow. Sweeping the nation. Yes. This one isn't wrong to beat a bag with a rock. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Me go unclean, drink ginger ale, pass out, hit head. <laughs> what? Where is this from? So specific. I that. So specific. <laughs> Me go unclean, drink ginger ale, pass out, hit head. 
That would be confusing even without the accent. Yeah, that like just makes it even more confusing. I don't know what the hell. <gasps> Me no sucky wow. hard candy have sugar inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no, Mothra, come take my insulin. <laughs> this, I remember this was the episode when Darren had a stroke. <laughs> he was just saying random things. It's like this is an episode I was. I don't remember any of this. No. Steve Harvey is a comedic off. genius. What? Oh, oh, no, Darren. I oh, wasn't that when people were trying with doing the Rob thing and making me. Oh, it was your birthday episode, yeah, I speak. think. Yes. I concede the point. Steve Harvey's a genius. <laughs> what? Your nine-year-old nephew's a faggot. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no. You have a gay nine-year-old nephew. He's a faggot. He likes to suck dicks. <laughs> Where is his friend? Darren. What's going you on? You poop so much. <laughs> the audio quality on that one is great. You poop so much. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm being cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm a lady too. And just because we're gay doesn't mean you should discriminate against us. <laughs> no! No! That's so much do it as that, soon as you were saying that's it. That's taken out of context. That's the point. <laughs> I was telling a story. Not about me. I turn to my side and, uh, like, show him my ass. <laughs> so, matter of fact. I have multiple penises ready to be uh, sat, sat upon. What? You say it so naturally. Well, you have so three excited. butts. Why not two penises? I have multiple penises ready to be uh, sat, sat upon. Let's, Such- let's do this in a conversational way. Rob, what, what, what do you have planned for the rest of your night after the podcast? I have multiple penises ready to be uh, sat, sat upon. Wow, nice. You have your whole night planned out. But we all know. But and but. I, I'm the top, though. Let, let's just make that clear. I love I love the diction in that. Sat upon. <laughs> I have multiple penises ready to be uh, sat, sat upon. Sat upon. Sat upon. Sat upon. Sat upon. You could be a I'm not gay no more. <laughs> All right. Rob Chromio broke up. What? <laughs> Whoa, this is a weird... What? <laughs> That's a good one. That was part of the joke. He just belched in the middle of that. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when I had the hiccups. Like a scoob. You guys are trying to scare me. Like a scoob. No more Chromeo. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Creepy ghost broke up Chromeo, scoob. Oh, no. There's a, there's a, a further extraction. Yeah, well, I'm a lady, too. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> My favorite, uh, my favorite sass ever, ever yes. said by a man. Yes. I poop so Me much. Me too. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, do. Welcome uh, to the Middle Injection Livecast. Rob tasted his cum once, and he was okay with it. Here's I'm the sure show. It was more than I once. Like the sooner your children learn about thug dick, the better. It's true. We might be seen out in public with Rob. People are like, oh, those guys probably don't know how to spell either. <laughs> what? All right. I bet he has a very clean sphincter. <laughs> I shit so much. Nice. That's better. Yes. Like that. Mm-mm. I shit so much. I prefer I like the poop. poop. All right. I poop so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Demigod. And then uh, we have some more drops from 
Johnny Gerardo. Hold on, the cops are coming. For yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's coming complaint. through on the air. Oh, it's not. So I don't hear it. It's pretty fucking loud. But uh, let's let's hear these from Johnny. Well, some of these are of Dan Ozzy. Hey, come back. Come back. I can't suck your dick if you're running away. <laughs> what? I'll suck your dick. Oh. Just work the shaft. <laughs> do the balls. Sounds like Dan Ozzy, though. <laughs> what are we talking We need about? some more room for the fixings. That's how uh, we got him on the live cast. Yeah, <laughs> the fixings. <laughs> Lots of fear. You come back here and clean up these fucking fixes. Yeah. Don't you talk bad about my fixes. Jesus. Oh, we gonna have lots of fixes. We're gonna have so many fucking fixes. You'll um, get more out of your rectum. Oh, oh yeah, no, I've, I've, I believe that for sure. <laughs> then there's just the. You'll um, get more out of your rectum. That's good. Okay. Then there's... Pase. <laughs> I could throw a little meat no. my way. Oh. <laughs> Watch out. That is Lily Lily Lily. Just because we're gay doesn't mean you should discriminate against us. I like that this uh, Johnny also. Everybody had a favorite part of that. Song. Yeah, well, I'm a lady too. Just because we're gay doesn't mean you should discriminate against us. He really went all out. Yeah, well, I'm a lady too. Yeah, well, I'm a lady too. And there's no reason to discriminate against me. And this girl's got a booty. Yeah, this, oh, I'm afraid of this one. This one's called Rob on Miss America. I feel like he, he but anyway, she basically looked like she sort not really looks like, but like the same sort of uh, like uh, she kind of reminded me of finish a fucking sentence. I don't, <laughs> that was like you when you were trying to ask Sebastian Bach a question, and it took 18 minutes. Yeah, I had a lot of prefacing to do. I feel like he, he, but anyway, she basically looked like she sort not really looks like, but like the same sort of, uh, like uh, she kind of reminded me. Finish a fucking sentence, man. You can actually like see all the neurons misfiring in Rob's head. (laughs) It's like pong. There's just one bouncing back and forth. (laughs) Or Dennis Lee, like look at look at. That's some fucking self-respect when you tell me to or maybe eat your ass. <laughs> Damn right. Like a boss. <laughs> Pop that of pussy, course. get in for free. <laughs> All right. All you ladies pop oh, your pussy just... like this. Well, let's get to the question of the week. Those were really good clips. Thank you. Thank you so much to Demigod and to Johnny for uh, taking some time to extract some clips. And now we're getting to our question of the week. I don't remember what it was, guys. What is the grossest thing? thing you've eaten? All right, we'll start with El Duderino, who first has a message for Sid. Of course. Before the question of the week, thank you for the very high praise, Darren. I think you're hilarious as well. I'm not actually sick, but I guess what confuses me about this nasal congestion (laughs) meme that I've gotten is that I've been calling into the show for two years now, and you guys haven't mentioned it at all until we started doing these voicemail question of the weeks. I did, however, say I was going to own up to this meme, so I'll give you all a drop of me blowing my nose. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hope you liked it. See, it sounded better oh. at the end. I felt. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta respond to that. I. Uh, Never noticed it. Honestly, I never noticed yeah, it. Until, until Sid pointed when it out. Sid pointed it out, I started hearing it. Yeah. And it's now I can't unhear Maybe it. it's because when in the voicemails, it's a better audio quality, so we just hear them better. Yeah. That That's could be, be it. That could be it, too, because yeah. he's calling through a phone, and yeah. it's all tinny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then his actual answer. What's the most disgusting food I ever tried to eat? That'd have to be balut. It's this Filipino dish where it's a large egg that's raw and uncooked in the middle and has a duck fetus inside. When I saw it, I was physically repulsed, and I could barely eat a tiny sliver. I've seen that on, like, Bizarre Foods, and, yeah, Yeah. it's supposedly disgusting. All right, and then we got one from Luke in Australia. Oh. Hey, it's Luke from Australia. Um, Probably the last time I listened or called into the show was about episode 100 on my 15th birthday. And then since then, I probably listened to probably the last one one I listened to was about episode 150. So I thought I'd take advantage of this new voice recording feature. To answer the question, probably the most fucked up thing I've ever eaten was at this really dodgy Chinese restaurant where um, it was just like chicken served in a banquet. And the bones of – it was just the bone of the chicken. And then there was all this like boiled skin falling off it and it was a bit raw and um, – We ended up having a stomach there because it was Chinese New Year and we didn't really want to offend them. So, um, yeah, that that was that was it really. It wasn't that exciting, but um, I just was really excited to use this uh, voice recording feature. So, I'll be listening more consistently over the over the well, however long now. I'll be listening more consistently every week. And um, Great. thanks for the laugh, guys. I really appreciate it down here. Thank you thanks for, for the laughs three years ago. Like, catch up, man. It's he's okay. all, well, he's all like grown you. up now. He's 18 now. Yeah. Fair enough. His life is probably so different. Probably not. I mean, still, you came back to us, so probably not a lot happened, and you're just yeah, like, Yeah, I guess oh, so. What, what can it's I do? It's okay. Calm down, Sid. Relax. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Cut the guy a break. All right. He's been studying for his, like, regents exams or something. Regents, yes. They have <laughs> That's the only place they have them anymore is in Australia. Uh, you have to wrestle a kangaroo. That's the regents there. <laughs> if you can overpower a kangaroo, you, you can go to college. That's how that works. So the grossest thing I ever ate, uh, I went with... What was her name, Rob? <laughs> Sandra. No. Oh. Uh, I went uh, to a K- Korean seafood place. Uh, Noah and I and uh, Vince and Axel from I, I didn't go to that one. Well, we had like this exotic eating oh. club thing where we would just go to all these different types of food places. What happened to that? And uh, don't do that oh, we kind of fell out of it, uh-huh. yeah. But uh, so uh, uh, Axel's suggestion for a uh, uh, seafood, like, hey, let's go to a seafood place. And Axel was like, oh, I know of this like really weird out there seafood place. It's like, you know, give it a shot. It might be cool. It might was be it in Queens. Uh, yes. And the thing he said was like, oh, my friend knows exactly what to order. So I'll invite him too." and his friend ended up bailing. But his friend told him what to order. Was okay. it Dave Brocky? No. Because I know why he bailed. Stop it. So we <laughs> show up. So bad. We show up to this place, and it's one of those Korean restaurants where it's only for Koreans. Yeah. It's not like an American. Like, yeah. like the menu was in Korean. Yeah. That they gave us. Yeah. And then, so. So you didn't even know what you were ordering? This menu was like four pages, like two folds, you know? Uh-huh. 
And so we were like, hey, what's the stuff over here? They're like, oh, don't look at that. You don't, that's not for you. That's not for white people. Yeah, that's like, no. Here's the four things you'd want to order. Yeah. And we're like, all right, what is it? Well, this is the, you should probably order this, right? So we had no idea what we were ordering. 20 minutes go by. We have some sake, you know, whatever. And we're like, what? Where are, like, what are we getting ourselves into? Then a giant plate, like almost the size of this table, comes out filled with live seafood. Ew. Like there were two living lobsters sitting there. Not li- they were like half dead in that their claws and whatever still moved. And like if I went to grab a piece of fish next to it, it would like it would react. <laughs> it was so freaky. And the the other fish that was on here, I've never had less meaty, more disgustingly bony. Like mm. there was nothing to eat; it was just bones. On and like, do you think maybe the restaurant was just playing a trick on you? Like these white motherfuckers don't know what the hell's give them the gonna, garbage. Yeah, give them the bones. It was so hard to eat, and it was like, and again, this I went into this with a completely open mind. Like I'm going to try everything. The chef gonna, was like, "Let's save the actual food for people who aren't here on a goof." How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then thankfully it was a little redeemed because after we were done with the raw portion, they took all the fish and stuff and they put it in this hot broth and then it was cooked. And I was like, why did they send this out first? It made it made they, it so much more tolerable. Maybe you were supposed to wait until that came out before you started. I don't know. All I know is that all of us paid. Hot broth was your nickname in high school. Yeah. No. <laughs> you got me. All I know is that we paid. We each paid like there was like at least six of us. We each paid like 40 bucks or something oh. like that. And all of us were still hungry, and we went to the bodega and got snacks after, because it was like, what did we do? For shame. It was terrible. uh, 3D, what's your... The most disgusting... Yes, my name is Darren. It's okay. You can call me that. uh, Well, but... Yeah, I had 3D, uh, but... And then... (laughs) Well, 3D. I was at a friend's house when I was a teenager, and it so happened that they were like... The guy that owned that building was like some guy from Spain that was like a big real estate magnate that was coming over. I don't know why he was coming to their house, but the the parents were trying to really impress him and entertain him. And apparently he really loved chicken hearts. So my friend's mother made these chicken hearts, and that was the main dish. People love that stuff. My parents love that stuff. And I said... I'm eating over. I'm going to, you know, like... How is it served? It, I don't know was what she did. Chopped? Baked it? No, no. Full hearts. And you had it was you had to slice it's it up. tiny, right? Eat They're it with like, a knife and Like fl- that big, right? Uh, yeah. Like what you did is about right. They yeah. were about uh, like two inches wide and two inches high. Like just mm-hmm. little balls of, of flesh. Yeah. The most... It was like what I imagine eating a pencil eraser would be like. But bigger, like twice as big. Did everyone else like it? Um, or was if they didn't sweaty? like it, they were pretending to like it because no one said a word. How obviously it was a social setting yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. be, would have been awkward. What was but it served? With? I felt like uh, you know it's side dishes like like rice and whatever Spanish stuff, but so fucking disgusting. It's like I trauma- tra- traumatized by thinking about this right now, like how disgusting it was. Easily the most disgusting oh. food I ever ate. Chicken hearts. All right, mine is not actually. Uh, considered a food and it wasn't in a dining context that I almost ate this semen no that's that's your story sir I don't remember if I ever told the story on the show probably not because I don't know how it would come up but so I was a little kid elementary school age it was in my living room in my home playing video games having some coke drinking some coke and uh 
I fell asleep, took a nap, midday nap. You know, the Mike Tyson's punch out tired me out. I woke up like an hour or two later and I went to finish my Coke because it was still half full. And there was something chewy in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck is this? Because I don't remember putting any food in my Coke. I spit it out. It was a dead roach. Oh. I took a few bites out of a dead Coke-soaked roach. Ew. Okay, Coke-soaked roach. Yeah, I I didn't. I thought we were talking about the actual food being disgusting, but I did drink a roach into my mouth. Yeah, before. Ew. Did you take a bite? I was at someone's house again. Different person drank a Coke, and there was a roach in my mouth full of Coke that yeah. I ate. And I spit. It, I didn't take a bite. I spit See, it right out. When I, I think felt back something now, in yeah. the Coke, you know. I, when I think back now, I'm like, why did I take a bite? I don't know. It was a Coke. I know that there's not supposed to be anything <laughs> biteable in there, but yet I took one bite before spitting it out. Like yeah, it took exactly. my half awake mind. It took a moment to be like, wait, this isn't supposed to be chewy. Yep. Hmm. The only similar thing I had is I was once uh, uh, I, uh, licking a lollipop and uh, a bee flew in my mouth and stung me. It was the most traumatic thing at the time. Where did it sting you on your tongue? It, on my a, cheek. Can someone make a cartoon of that? That would be no. really funny. It was sad. Oh. It was sad. Uh, Noah? Did you swallow the bee? No, no, no. It uh. flew out. But it was just like, <laughs> what the its, fuck is going on? It got on? its job done and got out of there. Yep. Got in and got out. Um, okay. So for some reason, Sid's story just reminded me of a different story that I want to share. Um, a while ago, I was helping Darren mm. with your like baseball team, the Clams. Oh, yeah. And... Um, you guys had your award show or something, and I, I think I was taping it. So there was fried chicken, mm-hmm. and um, I just remember biting into the fried chicken uh-huh. and realizing that there were still feathers on it. Stuff. Oh, I want to add to what you just said <laughs> is that uh, the chicken that we ordered for that was specially ordered because we had Jews on my team. And they were really religious Orthodox Jews, Ugh. and I had to order from a from a Jewy place to accommodate them because they weren't eating the food that we ordered. So that crappy chicken came from some fucking Jew place in Ugh. Brooklyn, Jerusalem Three. It was not. I, wow. I would not besmirch the name of J Two. <laughs> well, that's why I said Three. It was a lesser sequel oh. where they don't pluck the chickens properly. <laughs> but um, the other story that I was thinking of was. Um, like last weekend when I went to the Tribeca Grill, it was time for dessert, and there were all these like little tiny pastries um, that were set up, and I just like helped myself to a bunch of cookies and pastries, and I went and I sat down and I put um, it was like a tart, like a little fruit tart in my oh, mouth. Oh, really, a tart? <laughs> and I bit half of it and I was chewing, and I realized there was like a long hair in my oh, mouth. Oh no. And I that's bad. And I pull and like I pulled it out, and I like I thought it was my hair, uh-huh. but it was a li- like thicker than my hair strand, so it was like someone else's hair. And I took a like the funny thing is that before I ate that first tart, I took a photo of my dessert, you know, f- to like mm. Instagram, and in the flash you can see it just oh, like no. laying across all of my pastries. <laughs> oh. You put that on their Yelp page. Yeah. Seriously, you have a photo of the hair on the food. You should put that on their Yelp page. They will go out of business, and you could take credit, just like yeah. you did with the Knitting Factory. So, uh, one thing we were talking about before the show is, hey, how come uh, more of you don't submit to the question of the week? Yeah. Because we certainly have 
a healthy amount of listeners. We we checked the Serbian Blandington didn't call in this week. <laughs> no, I guess no he mask. figured everything he eats is weird, so we, we couldn't qualify. Uh, so I was saying the reason uh, you don't want to call in, you being the listener. Is because you don't want Sid <laughs> mocking you, I think which he immediately lazy. does. Yeah. I think they're just lazy. Anytime a new person calls in, and Sid says he disagrees with that, yeah, and, and Noah disagrees because uh, yeah. she thinks it's lazy. So this week's question of the week is: Why have you not yet called in? <laughs> yeah, to answer the question of the week. Damn right. <laughs> Turning the tables on your motherfuckers. Leave a voicemail. You can go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. You'll scroll down a little. You'll see the leave a voicemail link, and you, you let us know why. And we probably will not make fun of you. Oh, I can't okay. guarantee you anything. Speak for yourself. I'll Chief. mute Sid Sid's mic yeah, for the segment. You. How dare you? But Noah and I, we love all of our fans. I love everybody. I can, But if you sound like you have a cold, I love him enough to want him to get better. Rob, that is true love. Not like yours where you don't care if he dies of pneumonia. I want him healthy he so he can keep listening. Sid is one of those people that'll tell you if you have food, like food in your teeth. That's mm. that's a good thing. Actually, bought, a lot of times that. my boss has that and I'll go the whole day without telling him and I feel sort of bad, but then I feel like it's been like six hours and I haven't said it yet, so it would be weird now because it's been a while since he <laughs> ate that. He would know that I've been holding back. So well, he's just, had to have gone to the bathroom, you know? He should have seen it. Does everyone check their teeth in the bathroom? You don't look at, your, you don't look at yourself when you're in the bathroom not my you're teeth. washing your I'm hands? I'm not busting my smile out for the <laughs> toilet window. You're just not naturally smiling, Sid? No. Right. And I just call the bathroom mirror the toilet window for some reason. I don't know what is wrong with me. That's another alternate episode title. It's like the pay window, the toilet window. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the Metal Injection Livecast. Please don't forget to take a little bit of time out of your day to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a quick review. It really helps. Of course, follow us on Twitter at MILiveCast. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll see you then.